Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Let's get to pumping. Does anyone really care? I know Clip said he, he packed us in, so I'm just glad that I can prove Clip wrong. So know your role. If you're a star, be a star. If you're a role player, you be the best damn role player there is. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And thanks to the hard work of Glenn Griffin and Chandler Honeycutt, we are also on Facebook Live and YouTube. So you can watch the show and be a part of the show. You can chime in if you have questions, comments, concerns. Otherwise, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, Glenn Griffin here. To my left is Troy D. And Troy, a big show today. We are back from the Memorial Day holiday and the long weekend with great news to report. East Carolina will be home for a regional. And if they take care of business there... They'll be home for a super regional, Troy D. What a turn of events from this time a week ago today when we were talking about this on the show. And I speculated if ECU could run the table in the tournament, would it be enough to host? And, you know, there was a lot of not so sure moments back then. It's going, well, probably not enough, probably not going to happen. But lo and behold, Clip Rock, what a glorious day yesterday. East Carolina not only in, but hosting as a top eight seed. And the NC State Wolfpack on the outside looking in, going to watch the Pirates play this year from home. It was an odd uh, was selection incredible. show on Monday, definitely. And uh, if the Pirates win, control their own destiny, they will have a super regional here in Greenville. And uh, I got to be honest, I think I've been here a long time. I remember the super regional in Wilson. I remember the super regional in Kinston. Uh, I'm not remembering a Super Regional ever in Greenville clip. That's because there hasn't been one. This would be monumental, but the Pirates must win three games to get it done um, this weekend. And let's go out to ECU right now. In fact, let's go to the Pirate Radio Live Line and talk to Ryan Robinson, the director of the ECU Pirate Club. you got to imagine things are busy on campus. This has all happened so quickly. Uh, tickets are available right now for season ticket holders and ECU Pirate Club members only. There, there's ever been an advantage to being the Pirate Club. We always say, hey, you should join the Pirate Club. You can do it for as little as 100 bucks a year. This is the reason to do it for games and times like this. Uh, Ryan, first of all, I imagine you guys, the phones have been ringing off the hook over there today. Yeah, I tell you, it's been interesting. We, we've got a pretty good phone system, and it's been kind of acting up as because of so many people in the queue down our ticket office, and the Pirate Club has uh, been, you know, hasn't had a minute where they're not on the phone. But you're right, Troy. Just going back, I go back to the military bowl, and the conversations I had back then are the same as today. Where it, it really does pay to be a Pirate Club member. You know, you're supporting our student athletes, but you're also priorities important just because you only have so many tickets um you know when we look at the baseball right now we'll go single game or we'll go all session we'll go to the general public tomorrow and we'll have a very limited amount that'll be available so what we're doing is taking all the uh, orders today we'll sit down tonight uh coleman spain our ticket officer has been unbelievable <laughs> him and i will sit down and 
we'll look at what's available um, and, and kind of go from there. But I expect that number to be very limited tomorrow for all session uh, tickets when they go on sale at 9. Uh, so you still got, you know, if, you, if you're a season ticket holder or a Pirate Club member, you still got a couple hours. But I would, I would get on the phone and call the, the ticket office or uh, the Pirate Club. Ryan, what's the capacity uh, under NCAA rules with, I know we filled the jungle with standing room only, but how many uh, folks, what will constitute a sellout for this? And how many tickets are available to ECU fans? And what do you have to hold back for, you know, like players, parents, and family, and also other teams? So each team will get 200 tickets, and they've already been sent. So Coppin State will get 200 tickets, and, you know, they're obviously purchasing those tickets, and our team will get 200. We're looking, Troy, right now at about 2,900 in the stands and then about 2,100 in the jungle, so right a little bit over 5,000. Um, so that's kind of the number we're looking at. I, I don't see – uh, foresee where we'll have a ton of tickets available on Friday morning. But what will happen is those teams have until uh, right before their game to turn back their single-game tickets. So let's say a cop and stay, and I, you know, I don't know what they've done with their tickets. They could come to us and say, hey, we have 50 tickets we're not using. They will go on sale on Friday morning single-game tickets. So uh, I think there will be a few single-game tickets going on sale. But right now the best option to get in is to buy an all-session where you're set um but yeah we'll probably have 5100 you know you know how we do it here we might squeeze in another 100 200 we'll uh we'll definitely pack it and uh i don't like to use the word sell out but we're definitely trending that way very quickly well and ron i, I think it look it's a pretty good deal if i the information i have is correct i believe it's 75 dollars for an all session ticket which means you get tickets to every single game for the entire weekend uh starting friday all the way through monday if necessary so, uh, but fans that have not ordered yet, they need to go ahead and do it because if you're, as I said, if you're in the Pirate Club or you're a season ticket holder, uh, you need to get that in immediately uh, today because they'll go, whatever hasn't been sold will go to the general public starting on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, by the way, correct? Yeah. And then, you know, for an all session in the jungle, I mean, you're looking at $60, which is a pretty good deal to, to watch some very quality yeah. baseball and really be a part of, you know, I've uh, had been fortunate, you know, the, every time I, I guess it's become normal for me now that we host a regional. I know that's not normal, but every year I've been here, we've hosted a regional, and you know it's an atmosphere like no other. And you know it's really a credit to Coach Godwin, his staff, and and players. What they've done this year has been an incredible ride. But John Gilbert says this all the time. To we were on some armadas, telling our fans like, "Hey, we're in rarefied air. I mean, this is rarefied air here for." four straight regionals like that's that's not normal and uh, i know no one takes that for granted around here and it's pretty special and i know this weekend is going to be special ryan just curious when is the deadline to put in a bid for a regional because i got to imagine at that time ecu was not even trending towards hosting a regional much less the super regional so uh, when did you have to put that bid in i think it was two weeks ago uh it's funny you mentioned that clip because i was just talking to coleman spain and that is one of the things where maybe in years past, you know, before the conference tournament or whatever, we would have put in a, you know, we'd have sent out some ticket information. Um, but you, but you never know the right time to do it. But JJ McLean put in our bid. You know, back at that time, we actually put in a bid for that and the super regional. I mean, when you've won 14, 13 games in a row heading into the tournament, um, we've kind of decided we're going to put in a bid. And, and JJ did a great job 
putting that together. And I, I will tell you this, just from talking to them, they like being here. Uh, they love the atmosphere. Obviously, uh, they get revenue from being here, and we get a, a portion of that. But they like being in Greenville uh, at Clark LeClaire Stadium and the atmosphere we bring. How does it break down, Ron? Is the ticket money go to uh, the NCAA and you're able to keep the concessions? How, how does the breakdown work on something like this? We'll get, we'll get about 25% of, of what's made. Um, and that, that's a good deal for us. That helps us in a, in, uh, a lot of different ways. You know, baseball has already been, you know, we sold out of season tickets this year. You know, we raised ticket prices and sold out of them. So baseball revenue has been really, uh, really good this year. Now, obviously, uh, you got to take everything one game at a time. But when you work in administration and event management, you're also looking ahead just to make sure everything would be set uh, for the following week. Um, but this weekend is good. I think the only thing we have really on campus is we have a football. There's a football camp, I think, later on Sunday afternoon. So we're we're setting up parking and everything. Everybody's really um, kind of going overtime right now. To, to put this together and make sure we have all our um, uh, items in order. But and, we've got a good staff. And, Ron, speaking of parking, I think this is important, too, for folks that don't know. If you have a parking pass for the season tickets, that is not good. You have to reorder your parking pass for this regional, and there's an extra fee with that. That the, Your existing pass isn't yeah. the pass you need, correct? Yeah, it's $25, and you're right, Troy. I mean, basically what you're looking at is whatever you had season tickets, you're going to get. Um you just, you know, obviously there's a, it's going to cost a little more in your season ticket. So a lot of times these calls we're getting, it literally takes two or three minutes. It's like, hey, I want what I have. You fill out a form, give us a credit card, and um, you're, you're kind of done. So the phones have kind of slowed down a little bit, and I would imagine they have to because if they would have kept at the pace that we were doing this morning, I would have think we're going to be playing in a Major League Baseball stadium. <laughs> I told John Gilbert earlier, I was like, John, this thing only holds 5,100. And our phones are ringing like it's a 10,000-seat stadium. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited about it. I love to see Pirate Nation excited. Um, this has been a pretty cool time in our athletic department. Obviously, we started a campaign. Hopefully, this will build a little bit for baseball. We can get that building built for them, the new locker room. So it's just a really a positive time right now. And, and Ryan, you're right. I called earlier before we had you on the show, and I, I talked to one of your uh, your, your folks. and. I, it took less than three minutes. I just said, hey, renew whatever I got, give it to me again, <coughs> ding the credit card, and we're ready to go. So it, It's a very if, quick process. Yeah, if you're just keeping what you already have, which is, I think, the majority of what people are doing, uh, it's going to be very simple. So, And if everybody does that, it'll sell out, and there might not be any available to the general public, which is another good problem to have. But uh, We'll put that out tonight, Troy. We're going to, after we meet, we'll put something out on social media of um, kind of what we think we have for tomorrow for all session. I, I don't think it's. I think it's going to be more than a hundred, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a lot more than that. Um, like I said, I always say I'm always careful using the word sellout, but we are definitely trending that way because, uh, like I tell everybody, we have the greatest fan base there is, and you know it's just so important to buy season tickets to our athletic for our programs because when it comes to postseason, you're, you're getting priority, you're getting set, you're not having to worry about anything. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, as we said, this is a great reason to be in the Pirate Club and probably not too late to uh, join right now if you need to. Uh, we're, we're available in the Pirate Club right now. Yeah, they uh probably be there till at least 5 today, I would assume. So, uh, yeah. Call- 5, and it'll be a late night just kind of putting everything together. And then if you did get tickets, one last thing I would add, you'll get a confirmation email, you know, within the next – 
you know, probably next three or four hours. And then I think Coleman is sending all the tickets digitally on Thursday, and uh, so parking included. So obviously, if anybody has any issues once they get tickets, not the right ones, whatever, just give us a call and we'll take care of them. All right, Ryan, while we got you on the phone, give yourself a plug. How can uh, folks want to sign up and be a Pirate Club member and order tickets if they're if they haven't done so, they're not part of the system already, and they want to be part of that? What do they need to do? Well, go to ecupirateclub.com or call us right now at 252-737-4540. 737-4540 or go to ecupirateclub.com. And, you know, again, it helps in this situation, but it really helps our student-athletes. Uh, I see it every day. So, and uh, I'll give one last plug to Summer Night. You all had her on her show. Oh, yeah, great. She's leaving on Sunday for Hayward, Oregon. It's unbelievable what she's doing with the ECU track and field team. Very talented young lady for sure. Pleasure to meet her and we wish her all the best. And uh, Ryan, hopefully we're talking this time next week about a uh, potential super regional. So if, if, uh, if everything plays out right, if the stars align, ECU can win this regional, they will move on to the super regional. It's already set that that would be in Greenville for folks that don't know. And right now it's set up to match up with the Texas regional. So if Texas was to win theirs, it would be in East Carolina versus Texas <laughs> Super Regional in Greenville. A lot of national attention on that one if, if it was to come to fruition like that. Yeah, well, you know, obviously we're, we'll take it. I know Coach Gow and his team taking one day at a time. We're always going to be looking um, as administration and staff. We had a large meeting today where you look around the room and it's 30 or 40 people then you, and you're just so thankful that they're on your team because everybody kind of handles their job. We're not, we're not at a school where we have an abundance of staff so there's a lot of people doing two or three jobs this week, and uh, we're just very blessed to have them here. Ryan, great stuff, man. I'll let you get back to work. Appreciate the information, sharing it with the Pirate Nation, and uh, hopefully got some more tickets sold just during this interview here. And uh, once again, deadline's coming up quickly for season ticket holders and Pirate Club members, so go ahead and get that order in right now, and uh, we'll hopefully have this thing sold out pretty quick. But thanks, Ryan. We'll see you out there this weekend. All right, but I appreciate you guys. All right, there is Ryan Robertson with the ECU Pirate Club. Exciting times over on Campus Clip as uh, all of a sudden it just got a lot busier than it would have been a couple weeks ago. And I thought about it over the weekend. I said, you know, you got to put these bids in so early to the NCAA. And there was a time, it was a dark time earlier this season, you know, where it wasn't looking so great. Even guys like Clip Rock were a little bit down on the program. Uh, yeah, but, I was not alone. Um, and I was like, God, what if they did, like the deadline? What if that was the time you're supposed to put a bid in? We didn't put a bid in, and we get it. I said, Well, that will be the end of Cliff Godwin because he will just spontaneously combust <laughs> if we get to be a top eight national seed and we didn't put a bid in. Well, I remember on Hoist the Colors there was a, a thread. I don't remember when it was, but it was something to the effect of I go saying, Well, we put a bid in, but at that time. It almost Nobody seemed like attention. a fruitless. Yeah, you know, I, this is why you do it, though. I don't, Better to be safe than sorry. This is why you put the bid in. I mean, I've I don't I've never seen anything like this where you reel off eighteen in a row to not only host a regional but a super regional, and it's hard to put into words this run that they're on right now. Yeah, it's and now a, it's unbelievable. And now uh, you know someone brought to my attention if they could win the next five straight, it would be a twenty-three game win streak, yeah. and that twenty-three game win streak would put them in Omaha. Correct. They're five wins away. Yeah, I mean, from, I remember from being in the College World Series. That's do, how close it is at this. I point. remember doing that countdown. When we were at like ten or twelve, and now it's starting to really, really feel like a possibility. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to look ahead, East Carolina gets to Omaha. 
and matches up with Big Bad Tennessee. Wow, you're way game. you're way ahead of even me, Cliff. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just looking ahead to, to, to Texas at this point. Somebody <laughs> who's coming up later on today's show uh, mentioned that to me and was bummed out about it. And I was like, dude, let's let's Te- relax. Texas, I mean, uh, Tennessee is kind of the Vanderbilt of this year's tournament. It feels like you know. Well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, I mean, they last just, year Arkansas was looked at as the the number one. True, but just Vanderbilt's pitching duo last year was just so tough. Tennessee's got it all. Yeah. They are head and shoulders. Hey, above what a everybody. great problem to have. We match up with Tennessee in the College World Series. I'd love it. But, uh, man, it's going to be a rocking atmosphere in Greenville this weekend. It is. It's going to be a party. And East Carolina, Coppin State, Virginia, and Coastal Carolina making up the Greenville Regional. And, uh, man, that Virginia Coastal Carolina game Friday night uh, should be fantastic. Be as a good well. one, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> hey, fun promo today, uh, promoting the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Brian Weingarts for letting us use the uh, uh, Elm Street Little League field there. Um, for, it might have been y'all's first time ever walking on the hollowed ground at uh, Elm Street. It might have been, um, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. Might have been Chandler's. It was my very first yeah. time. He was I, nervous. I, I, I've been out there to watch games. Yeah. Uh, you sat in the stands with me before. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, but that was the first time going on the field. Yeah. And that field is just incredible. Great job by Brian Weingartz and the crew out there. Yeah, so. he does. So we just walked up there, <clears throat> our gang of five, while he's, uh, do, you know, doctoring the field. Well, he's getting it ready. I'm like, there's no way Weingartz is going to let us do this. I said, I said, Clip, he likes you the best. You take the lead on this one and ask him. <laughs> Troy, there's a lot to be said about being nice to people, Yeah, and uh, which so. I am. So uh, you yeah. had no problem. With no, 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 no. You're nice. This is the interesting thing about Clip Rock. Clip is like the nicest guy in person, but on Twitter, they would think you're a raging a hole. That's well, that's because people are dumb. They don't understand. It's the dichotomy of Clip Rock. That the mean, online Clip is mean and nasty. In person, Clip is super nice. The meaner I am, the more I like you. That's the the rub. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. I know, but people don't understand is what I'm because saying. Because they're dumb. People are dumb. I, I mean, let's now, face come on. It. We're shedding this nice clip to me. I'm being nice right now. All of you are idiots and morons, and I'm being as nice as I can. This when is Clip a- is nice to me, I, I literally shed a tear, for, and it's a tear of joy because I'm like, he really loves me. But anyway, we did have you. I said, Clip, ask Juan Carson if it's okay. He won't say no to you. I was scared I was going to get shot down, and he was like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. It took yeah. a while to get his attention. Well, because we had a, he had to stop what he was doing. I mean, he was getting the field ready and mowing. I mean, it was looking great. Was he was like, oh, shockingly, man. you know, very polite. Like, yeah, super nice. Go ahead. It was Whatever. wonderful. Whatever I, you yeah. to do. I, well, and the reason I didn't think he would, because I thought he was in the middle of something and we're going to disturb him, which yeah. we did. But he was very gracious, and we re- really appreciate that. Yeah. And, well, so, I, you know, I think I asked the first question, and then you were like, you know, just use the field as a backdrop. And I was like, backdrop? No, we got to get on the field, yeah. Brian. Like, <laughs> said, no, we're walking on it. We I gotta, don't care if you're mowing or not. We are walking I on it. I played the Troy D role <laughs> in that case and got it done. I, I was just going to be on the sideline. We won't mess anything up. <laughs> but uh, check that out on yeah. our social media. Appreciate your accounts. compliment. I told someone, that, I said, Clip doesn't hand out compliments that often. I said, for Clip to come over and tell me, hey, man, that's pretty good on the uh, calls right there. You look like you knew what you were doing yeah. as a coach. Yeah. You were uh, giving out those signs. Speaking of which, can I have my bat back? Yes, it's in the corner right okay. over there. All right, yeah. Thank Softball, you. Shirley. Nobody put Shirley's bat in the corner. <laughs> Shirley was like super busy today. She couldn't join us. I know. That is I the know. second time that we have Couldn't used come out her- and play. Yeah, it sucks. That's that the like, second time that we've used her softball stuff for yeah, uh, props a promo. Of yeah, video. It's good. Keep it here. And one of the rare times that I did not have my softball glove in my car. 
That's fine. We uh Sorry. we didn't need that. But anyway, uh it was fun. It was like almost a sanctioned field trip out there. We should do that more often. Yeah. We got like, to ride visit, with uh, Troy D. Visit different places around town and go shoot promos. It was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's all bring our bag lunch and head I on did out. see on Twitter today this I thought this was a good idea. I mean, but Troy's a busy guy, but somebody said is Troy a good driver? And you're like, Oh, he should be like a cab driver, he's so good. And they were like, he need, it needs to be Troy's cash cab. Like the, uh, a Troy D edition of Cash Cab. Could be a whole another content stream. And that would somebody be fun. said you get an extra like extra points if you don't mention going to the Peach Bowl for the whole ride. <laughs> no, you get extra money. I, I can't know. remember. I wish I could yeah. give you credit to it, whoever it was with that idea. It's on it Twitter. Was, Hold on. Yeah, Troy made he, we got it there in good time. He knows uh the shortcuts yeah. to take to get everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh no, it was good. Yeah, that was fun. That's good stuff. Uh so yeah. Pirates and Coppin State. Who was Coppin State? They were a school from Maryland. I know that they beat ECU in basketball a few years ago, and we got them back last time. Uh, but at last check, Juan Dixon, former Maryland Terrapin, was their head basketball coach, and that's about all the info I have on Coppin State. Virginia Coastal Carolina, they are known in the baseball world. They are past champions, uh, College World Series champions. All right, it was uh, Jeffrey Cannon. Chandler, he said, uh, "Cash Cab with Troy D. For every take he gives you that you think he's serious about, all of them, you get ten bucks. Bonus round if he goes the whole drive without mentioning going to the Peach Bowl." I mean, look, there we go. It's a great yeah, idea. Content is king. That's great content. Yeah, we're always looking for uh, the next video, so that could be it. All right, uh, so Troy, we're getting ready for the weekend. Pirates, by the way, uh, once again play one o'clock on Friday. They're going to get the early game, which I, you know, you know me, I love a night game. But I think this time, I think it's good. Go ahead and get it out of the way. Well, if you want a night game and a big atmosphere, you'll have those Saturday and Sunday. No, but it always seems to be a thunderstorm in the evening, so that's why I'm glad they're going to go ahead and play and get it out of the way because it does look like there's a chance of rain. I don't care about the weather, but usually that rain in the summertime is in the afternoon yeah well uh it got so so pushed back one year that cliff wanted to just take the first game try to get it out no i agree with him i think that's the way to go and it gives you more rest yeah because if you win that first game you don't have to play again until saturday Saturday evening at at seven o'clock that's a big advantage yeah might as well use it yep so you know people will be there no doubt and that's what this is great because this is it feels like monday today right this yes. is the Mondayest Tuesday we'll ever have. Correct. But it's really Tuesday. Once we're done with the show, we're l- really looking at Wednesday in the in the face. We're then we staring it in the eyes. And then uh, and then we have Thursday, and then Friday is game day. So I mean, we'll be working, but we'll be involved with the game festivities and all of that stuff. So really, we're down to a, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday work week clip, and this is my dream scenario. Again, you only talk about yourself right, in okay, this case. Right, true, right. I, do I have Friday off? No. Okay. Well, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> well, I don't have Friday off. I'll be working Friday, but I'm saying it's kind of a fun work day when we involve the game. All right. You're going to be doing some fun things yeah. Friday. All right. We'll have fun. I mean, Clip, you're not digging ditches for a living. You're right. This is fun. I'm, I'm having a ball. Seize the moment. Having a blast. I think we might be having a watch along coming up on Friday. <clears throat> we will. Can, can One we o'clock that? right here in the Pirate Radio Studios. All right. And we're having some hardware for lunch. <laughs> we're going to have some <laughs> Sounds good. Nails and wrenches. Fifth Street hardware, not just any hardware, right? Give me some pliers. Right? Oh man, the worms so, over there is great. So Winslow's is now hardware. It, is hardware. It, I think it's Fifth Street hardware. Fifth Street hardware. Yeah. 
and yeah, we're gonna have uh lunch from there and i'm looking forward to it they got a new menu now right i can't wait to try it out yeah and look i always liked winslow's but they, they had the same menu forever <clears throat> i saw the new menu for fish street hardware i'm like damn this looks good i haven't tried I was like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there i want to try actually we got it's a flatbread wait was i already supposed to put an order in did she already order everything no no oh, okay all right i wanted to put in a request uh a request for what you're not gonna be here yeah but when i get back look at this guy might be a rap waiting for me jeez louise jump on with you in the no hour you're three. excited for friday you're gonna go well, out the game's gonna be at one it might end by it could be over by the time prl starts so you're thinking the game will end in an hour and 59 minutes? It, it, it is possible. Oh, here we go. Anything it, is possible. Clip, anything is possible, just All like right. an eight Anything's seed. Anything is possible. All right. Could end before three It could. Five. There's no clock. That is true. And there's it, no Or chance. it could take five hours. I mean, it's that one of those deals. True. You just never know. We'll be watching it here, having a good time on Friday. So check us out. And I uh, guess we'll, we'll do a post-game show after the game on PRL. Yeah, that'll Sounds be fun. Good. I, may, I may jump on with you guys. Uh, Candy Curlin saying this month will be over before you know it. I was going to say, it's the last day Man, of the month. Soak it up. If you're a fan of May, and I love the month of May, this is it, people. Why do you like May? It's just a fun month. <laughs> It's the first month of summer. It finally warms up. It's beach weather. Of course, it's my birthday month clip, as you know. Thanks for the great gifts you got yourselves. Hey, you're quite welcome. You know what? I love May. May is awesome. No, May's a fun month. Like, school ends in May. It's the start of summertime. It's just a good month. School, school. Um, May's a good month, and I hate to see it go. What are your month power rankings? Well, I, I, I got to rank July. Because I got to imagine you got some good ones coming up. July is my number one probably month okay. because you get a, like a July 4th holiday in there, which is my favorite holiday of the year. So I'm going to go July. You don't like to work, do you? July. <laughs> you bring up not working a Cliff, lot. Cliff, does anybody like to work? <laughs> hey, we're not digging ditches here. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy it. I love working. I want to work more. I wasn't going to say, I don't like to work. I love to work with you people. I love it here. So July's number... July's, no. I got to rank July as my number one month because it's the most summertime of all the months. Okay. You know, because August almost gets too hot. Not that I'm complaining, just making an observation. But July, man, July's a great month. Yeah. I got to put probably May, number two. I'll go June, three. I see the pattern. August, four. So you're you are summer man. I mean, yeah, that, we absolutely summer's going to lead the power rankings, I and then we'll have to figure it out from there. But I will tell you, December, January, February, bottom, just for weather related. Yeah, I'm more as Chris Carter would say, a fall guy. Are you? Yeah, I love the fall. Yeah, even fine. though falls are kind of still hot, but the the football part of it. Uh, Steve Hill asking on Facebook, funny story. He said, Troy, did you touch anyone over the holiday? Now, for those of you newer to the program, that's uh, when we say we touched someone. It's a reference that we met somebody. We shook hands. We hugged. And you, you literally know. touched them. I literally touched them, yes. Uh, almost thought I was going to have a major touch. Clip Brock. What if I told you, I one point over the holiday weekend, I thought that I was going to touch lane kiffin what would you have said i would have said no chance right that's no, why no i would have. and that's the reason that i've got to carry the phone around because if i do meet lane kiffin and i do touch him or we hang out <clears throat> i've got to document it or it didn't happen because i know you guys no way that didn't happen i'd have to prove it correct yeah exactly joey freshwater i was at a party 
that Lane, a private party over the weekend, that Lane Kiffin was also invited as a guest and was supposed to be at. He well, was anybody gonna, can invite No, Lane no, no, Kiffin. no, no. Like, the guy had a personal connection to Lane. Was gonna, he was going to fly in or a helicopter in, whatever it was. But he had a big recruit over at Ole Miss. He couldn't do it, but he claims he's coming next year to this party. <laughs> I want to invite him so, right now on Twitter to my party. No, this is legit. I'm not. I just cut the grass. I'm legit going to do that. No, hey, Lane, I just cut the grass. We're having a cookout no, Saturday. The, the guy at the party is friends with Lane and was going to have him come to Atlantic Beach and be at this thing. All right. And when it happens next year, just remember this damn story. <laughs> I'll never. And maybe it took a year to develop, but I will touch Lane Kiffin eventually, Clip. That's the dream. That is the goal. That'd be a good one. It's good to have goals. That, I'm just answering Steve's question. Steve feels that touch a troll is greater than touch a truck. Man, yes, it is. You almost kind of didn't come close to touching No, if he was there, I'm saying I would have absolutely touched. I would have shaken hands with him and touched him. Shaking hands? Yes, I would have given him a full handshake or a fist bump either way. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you touch a celebrity, CJ, this weekend? Because CJ got a picture with a celebrity. Oh, yeah. I, you know, that girl, I didn't even know who she was, but I am proud of you, CJ. Yes, I sure did. Touch it was away. a great time. You touched her? I did. Who is it? It was Haley Deegan, a uh, truck driver for NASCAR. Yeah. Truck driver? Wow. I thought she was like a sideline reporter for NASCAR or something. Troy's not sexist at all. <laughs> no, I didn't, I'd never seen no, her No, yeah, before. you're not. You're good. I, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Uh, I didn't know who she I was. I thought she was a Hooters girl. <laughs> yeah. She's a good-looking girl. <laughs> I was just—I was proud of CJ. Plus, women can't drive, right, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> well, clip there you are crossing the line. <laughs> you turned it into this whole big thing. You're just instigating now. No, y'all look like a cute couple. I mean, CJ had a haircut, a shave. Like I was like, man, is this is a new girlfriend. What's going on? I will say, you look kind of trim in that picture. You did. Right. No, you, you look great you in that photo. It? No, that shirt. I, I'm it's telling just, you, the you lighting, that shirt every day, the yeah, angle. You look like a. I was like, who is this guy? And those, like are you, those, the, those are those brand new shirts that you guys just got. Yes. University sports wear. I thought, I'm like, man, I need to start wearing this shirt more yeah. often. All you right. Look good. You looked good in that photo, man. I and appreciate she had it. Your, your arm people. around her. It was impressive. I didn't see that one. Wasn't it? No. Oh. no. <laughs> Troy was imagining if he was there. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was daydreaming. <laughs> uh, any other touches uh, at Charlotte? No. Touch any other drivers? No. No major touches like that. All I was right. in, uh, that was a good one. One and done. Arms reach of Kyle Busch, but did not touch him. He'd have probably punched you. So. Did yeah. you tell him it's part of Troy D Motorsports? <laughs> Give him I, my best. I told him you needed to get him a win. Big he fan of close. the Bush brothers. By the way, do you know who won? I don't. I forgot to check. I fell asleep. I was watching it Sunday night, and I fell asleep before the end. I believe in honor of that, Tony Collins' birthday weekend, it was the Ham Man, Denny Hamlin. Sure was. Yeah, Denny Hamlin. So where are we, by the way? You're up. Okay. After that one. Thank goodness. After that result. Mike says December, not in Troy's top three. What does he hate Christmas? Wow. Revelation. Troy this D not hates my... Christmas. <laughs> well, that's the war on Christmas. That's a jump. <laughs> I hate the cold weather around Christmas. Uh, Mike says we should watch. We should invite Nick Saban to the watch along Friday. Chandler, hit him up. See Quit asking. <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm not watching ACU baseball. Quit asking. Uh, Robert says I heard your man Joey Chestnut has COVID. Hope he's okay by your favorite holiday. Did not hear that, Troy. Did. Huh, have not. Either. He's still got a month to recover. COVID. That's a quick recovery nowadays. Now for some. Yeah. I mean, well, for him to be able to eat again, he'll sit out a week and he'll. Be it might fine. be even better if he can't taste. 
Oh, All man. those disgusting wow. hot dogs he's yeah. in his mouth. Uh, that could be an advantage for a competitive eater I, if you lose your taste. I had two hot I was at a friend's house last night and uh, made hot dogs. I had two hot dogs last night. They were good. All beef. Very nicely done. And I was stuffed after two. I was like, how do they do this where they eat 70 of these things? I had two hot dogs and I was full. Doesn't make a lot of fun uh, or a lot uh, sound like a lot of fun when you think about what they're doing sitting there eating all those hot dogs. Oh, now Robert's saying, what about a donut hole competition? Now that is something I could do some damage in. How many do you think you could do in a minute? I was I got one of those, um, you know, what is it like a thirty pack from Dunkin' Donuts? They have the they have the donut holes. They've got the uh, here's my power rankings on donut holes: um, chocolate, blueberry, and then glazed. I love blueberry. Man, I could do some, di- and I couldn't eat a bunch of donuts. But donut holes is a whole nother level, man. I could pound through some donut holes if I wasn't careful. That didn't sound good, but you know what I mean. I could eat a lot of them. Uh, Making our former intern, probably fifty of them if I had to. <laughs> we lost one listener, Troy. Who? Former intern Macon says, "Hearing you men." speak on public displays of affection is making me uncomfortable i'm changing the station oh she's lying she's still listening she's still there. thank you for your support Hello, Megan. Good to, uh, i hope jake wash yeah doing by it. the way don't listen to what the guys say in the baseball locker room ever it's locker room talk yeah all right uh good stuff troy day anything else no i'm good you'll be back thursday yeah i'll see you thursday at five all right we'll yeah, be here thursday five o'clock and uh, a lot of guests coming up this week. Jake Agnos, brother of Zach, remember him, the lefty for the Pirates, who will join us coming up on Wednesday. And we'll talk to Joe Katz, the uh, play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina baseball, coming up on Thursday as we continue to preview the Greenville Regional. All right, sounds good. Thanks to Ron Robinson for joining us as we kicked off the show. Get your tickets in now, ticket order in now if you want to go see this in advance because I, um, I think it's going to sell out very quickly. Could happen tonight, at least by tomorrow clip. That reminds me more on the ECU front coming up Wednesday with Eric Ward from Marketing. He'll join us tomorrow on the show as well to give you updates on all that, other info you need to know heading into Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and potentially Monday. This thing could end Sunday, depending on who wins and loses. Could go all the way to next Monday at 1 o'clock, so we shall see. Going to be an exciting weekend and maybe two weeks here in Greenville. It's awesome. It's I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, I know. but it's you got to think about it. It's a real possibility. Three wins, three wins away. Looking forward to it. All right, let's take a timeout, come back. Brian Bailey joins us when we return on the other side. Also, Steve and I go at 4 o'clock. And our buddy Bryce Williams coming up today at 5. Dang. Who this past weekend was at Shane Carden's Bachelor Weekend in oh, Scottsdale, man. Arizona. How did I miss that? I don't think you were invited. <laughs> After the message, Shane, he's cut me out of the loop. Uh, you had a late. You were trying to Lane meet Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Was there, though. <laughs> That's where Lane, Lane was. Lane was there. <laughs> Y'all gonna be jealous when I'm hanging out with Lane Kiffin next year. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, you're right. He looks like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. I think I could be friends with Lane. I know you do. No, don't you? I think I think he's got a fun, like, cool personality. He does. He does. Yeah. We'll see you Thursday. All right, sounds good. Take a time out. Come back after this.
are listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Well, excuse me. Welcome back. Uh, Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. What a week in Clearwater, Florida. And now what a weekend and hopefully a couple weekends. It'll be here in Greenville, North Carolina, the Greenville Regional begins friday one o'clock east carolina and coppin state friday evening it'll be coastal carolina and virginia and then we will go from there after we find out who the winners and losers are on friday we'll be with you in the pirate radio studios if you are at work at home and want to watch the game with us we'll have a watch along coming up at one o'clock and that'll roll right into friday's edition of pirate radio live earlier today i caught up with brian bailey and it didn't go well about halfway through the interview it sounds like he's holding a device that kidnappers have when they're asking for ransom so i had to cut the interview short but uh you will hear uh part of bailey talking about his week in clearwater and the amazing uh run that the pirates are on and we started with the scene yesterday at at uh the town bank tower as we were there the team was there coaching staff everybody watching the selection show and kind of everybody was in shock just like we were when the top eight seeds were announced and east carolina was included in that so you'll hear all that coming up with double b brian bailey as we talked to him earlier today bb how you doing great how are you hey doing great and uh, i want to talk about your clearwater trip but let's talk about monday you were in the room when it was announced that ecu received that eighth overall seed there was a lot of shock in that room were you as surprised as just about everybody else when you heard that news yesterday i really was i mean you know we were talking about the fact that you know could east carolina host if they ran the table and and then we kind of felt confident down in clearwater that if the pirates ran the table they would get a host role, uh, but but getting into that top eight, that was just stunning. And, and you know, you know, they basically announced it. They flashed up and they said, "Let's take a look at our top eight seeds." And they showed the watch party at, at all of the eight you know, schools. <laughs> and East Carolina was in the bottom right corner. I mean, it was it was I was stunned. I said, "You know, I think everybody kind of looked and said, does that mean we're number eight? Yeah. And then they kind of waited and kind of you know found out, yes, indeed. Well, and we weren't the only, I mean, we're talking about Cliff Godwin. I remember he told you afterwards, right, Bailey, that he kind of had to make sure his brain was reading what he thought he was reading. You know, it was one of those things where uh, you knew East Carolina was going to be a host, but that graphic right there, everybody had a stunned look before they had an excited look, I think. Yeah, they really did. And, you know, it's it's, it's a testament to what they've done with the 18-game winning streak and yeah, the American regular season champion, the American tournament championship, and, uh, you know, and, and hosting for a fourth straight time. What, what is the stat that, that East Carolina and Stanford are the only two to host the last four years? Yep. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's just, that, that's just unbelievable for what East Carolina has done with Coach Godwin and Jeff Palumbo and, and the whole Austin Knight, the whole staff. I mean, uh, they're fun to watch, and I'm telling you, and I've asked this question to Coach Godwin or kind of made the comment so many times, but it's a book, 
and they're all the chapters are different. You don't know how they're going to win it. They're just going to figure out a way to win it, and and they have for eighteen times in a row. It really is a remarkable run, and it's hard to to put into words and to to wrap your head around because everything. ECU took care of their own business, and they got some help from other places. Molly was talking about that yesterday when we went on the uh, on Facebook and YouTube for a little while after the selection show. But you had a, a result that helped you in the SEC tournament and the Big 12 tournament on Sunday. Some other teams dropped out. I mean, we were talking about a week and a half ago being the two or three at Virginia, right? And now they're coming here to Greenville. So everything the Pirates had to do, they handled their own business and even got some assistance uh, around the country as well. I think that's the hard part when you look at, you know, RP. I think I think the basic thought that we all had in Clearwater was even if the Pirates run the table, the, the RPI for the American wasn't very good, and your RPI is just not going to jump like it did. But it jumped like it did because of other factors that you really, you know, it's just hard to sit down there and look and say, if they lose, they lose, they lose. And it was like a perfect storm, and people started losing. And all of a sudden, the Pirates jumped in that number eight slot. Brian Bailey joining us, East Carolina regular season champs, also conference tournament champs i read that they were only one of three schools to do that bailey to run both the regular season and the conference tournament you were there in clearwater last week heck i remember bailey at the beach last monday talking to gary overton about if they run the table could they host and even he said you know you you never say never but the the odds are are kind of far uh, away from doing that and uh and sure enough they they go down there they win four games uh, they don't lose a game, take care of business, and uh, I know you had a uh, fun week there in Florida. Yeah, we did. And, you know, when we were talking on that Monday, I think the RPI for East Carolina was somewhere around 20, if I remember right. I mean, you're not even close to you – know, you're trying to inch up to get in that top 16, and then you're not guaranteed a slot. But, yeah, the, the way the numbers were crunched and what all went on was, was fascinating and, you know, the games themselves in Clearwater. I mean, this is a pirate team that just kind of, you know, goes to work. They all get along really well. There's, there's you know, no internal problems. I think they, they were galvanized by what happened earlier in the year. And just how think how how far away is that Bryant Suite now? Man, it seems like years ago. It does. It absolutely does. And uh, the way this team came together, Jacob Jenkins Coward, we talked about him being snubbed on the all-conference team, so all he does is go out and be the tournament MVP. Of course, did it with the bat and then had that great catch and spike uh, as well, Bailey. Yeah, I wanted to ask Zach Agnes how he hit as well as he did and not get the MVP. <laughs> I, and I didn't, I didn't do the numbers on Zach's final batting after the tournament, but he was, he was at 800 through two games. And he was he was unbelievable. But I can see Jacob Jenkins Coward in the MVP too because it is two big three run offers in both those games. That pretty much set the tone. Uh, and both the home runs were basically the same, you know, off the field shot. Towering fly ball got up in the wind and uh he, he's a really nice kid. I enjoyed talking to him a couple of times during the tournament. Uh it was it was a fun trip to clear order. I mean it's it, they do a great job down there with the event, and the teams all like the Americans. You know, they work with us really well. It's a good time. Well, Bailey, it sounds like now that you're uh, you're doing a ransom call and using some kind of voice modulator, so I guess we'll let you go. This is all karma for me not calling you earlier when I was supposed to. It was funny you said it because I got on the 
Exactly the time. Yeah. I wouldn't have any problems. I know. I, I screwed it up, and this is this is instant karma for me, and I'll take that. And I guess we'll let you go today. But Bailey, we'll try to track you down later this week. We'll certainly see you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, maybe into Monday out at Clark Leclerc Stadium. I know uh, Channel Nine will be covering it all, so we'll we'll get back in touch with you sometime this week, BB. Yeah, we got a big week. All right, send Brian Bailey your ransom money, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, BB. <laughs> There's Brian Bailey, either underwater or was that an alien? Breaking news: Brian Bailey is an alien. Oh wow! Mm. So there's uh, Double B had some phone issues there, so uh, we'll we'll try to track him down. So which one was funnier to you, Bailey turning into an alien halfway through an interview, or Jeff Charles okay. with the consistent beeping? I thought about that, Shirley, and I really want to play that. So you want me to pull it? Can up? we take a break and come back and play Absolutely. the Jeff Charles call where he kept hitting the? Uh, I don't know if I've ever heard this. <laughs> oh man, it was I one. Of, I, I want to say it was Bud Light pregame tailgate. It was. Oh, it I was during the pregame wait. show. And I could not stop. How laughing. long ago? Do we know? This was yeah. years ago. I mean, we'll find out yeah, when we'll we find pull it up. All right, cool deal. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up hour number one. Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, joins us hour two. Bryce Williams, fresh off of a bachelor party trip with Shane Carden. And uh, sources say he may have found Hogan's goat over the weekend. Twice. We'll see if Bryce has any stories for us uh, coming up in hour three of today's show. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Wait, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It is. All right, we're back after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Alrighty, back with you wrapping up hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. You just heard from Brian Bailey inside a water tank. As this phone was not cooperating with us. Coming up in hour two, Stephen Igo joins us in studio. So hopefully we won't have those issues. And uh, we talked about it before the break. Reminded us of another great phone moment. When we talked to The Voice, Jeff Charles, it was on, uh, I want to say, an early morning edition of the Bud Light pregame tailgate getting ready for kickoff. And we're doing our weekly chat with Jeff Charles preview in the game. And for some reason, he kept pressing the buttons like the number buttons on his phone and he didn't know he was doing it for a while and i think i kind of lost it and uh let's hear it shirley this is uh oh i forgot to look at what year this is from but it's from years ago yes all right let's hear it then they got a chance to stay in the game and you know what a, what a team is down this thing 
to stay, uh, to stay focused and to stay confident. So that's that helped them in this game. If they off to a good, there has to be a lot of doubts in the players' minds right now. The first two weeks. So if some positive things happen in the first, and also you know getting into the second quarter, and you're in the game playing a lot better. I think that'll help the confidence of these guys. All right. I believe uh, Jeff Charles is using a different phone, which is why you hear um, it sounds like you keep hitting buttons, Jeff. I know you're not doing it on purpose. (laughs) By the way, that was 2017. And yes, he was using Cy Seymour's phone because his phone was, he couldn't find his phone at the moment. Yeah. He had misplaced his phone and had to borrow Cy's phone. Oh Does that's... Cy's phone have the giant number buttons on it? <laughs> I don't know. But that was, that was so and then as I was explaining what was happening, all I heard <laughs> as I was saying that was... <laughs> you only got 40 seconds of that conversation. It went way longer than that. We were both in tears by the time that conversation uh, ended. And he was just like, well, Clip, I don't know what's going on here. I'm using someone else's phone. So... <laughs> It sounded like he was cussing up a storm. Yeah. And they beat up. <laughs> and if the Pirates want to be. Yeah. It, it, uh, September 16th, 2017. A day that will live in infamy. <laughs> you could just tell he was <clears throat> talking about a crappy football team. Too. So, what year did you say? 17? 2017. What was that, all you uh, After JMU and it's West Virginia kicked the tail. Ah. So, yeah. we. I'm glad we had that moment right. to brighten our spirits then. Uh, but thank you, Voice, for that iconic phone moment here on uh, Pirate Radio. All right, let's take a – oh, by the way, Susan Deans, she got kind of one of her wishes. She wanted David Tepper to fire somebody. Yeah. But she wanted it was, uh, Matt Rule fired. They've already fired the soccer coach? Yeah, and I look, I'm not paying much attention to Charlotte either. FC, but um, this is their first year. This is their very first year yeah, as a like, team. Are they even halfway through their first and season? And I don't think the season's even over yet. And no, they it's have, not. And, and they and, packed the stadium. Uh, they uh, did the, for the sorta. first game. The first game, the, the first whole game. stadium was filled. Now, they do pack that bottom bowl, but the upper deck, you know. But Charlotte FC has already relieved their coach of, the, of his duties. And, uh, yeah, the season's not even over yet, and it's inaugural season. Uh, Jonathan says Jeff Charles was talking to Morse code. If anybody knows Morse code, if they could – translate what Jeff was saying there. Then they got a chance to stay in the game. And you know what? What a team is down this <laughs> He's saying, help me, Clip. clip. Fire <laughs> Scotty Montgomery. Stay focused and to stay confident. So that's, that helped them Get in this Jeff game. Get Jeff out of here. Don't let Gardner Minshew leave. Hire James right Madison's now. coach. The first two weeks. So if some positive things positive things in the first and also – you know, getting into the second oh, wait, I'm quarter, you're in here. the game. He's saying Ric Flair. I think Woo. that'll help the confidence of these guys. All right, I believe uh, Jeff Charles is using a different phone, which is why you hear um, – it sounds like you keep hitting buttons, Jeff. I know you're not doing it on, on purpose. And see, Jeff is such a serious guy. Like, <laughs> right. That's so, what makes it funny. If it was anybody else, it wouldn't be that funny. It's still oh, funny. After all these years, it's still funny. All right, uh, Steve Young, not that Steve Young, uh, asks, what are the strengths and weaknesses of the UVA squad coming into Greenville? Steve Igo has all those answers on the other side because he knows this Cavaliers team from top to bottom. 
We'll talk Pirate Baseball Greenville Regional with Igo coming up hour two of Pirate Radio Live, and it is on the way after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses? EC alum Scott Harris and Remax, uh, with Remax rather, and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Welcome back into the program. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, uninvited, is here. Just want to make that distinction. That's cool. You're welcome, but I didn't ask you to come in here. That's cool. All right. And I did ask Stephen Igo to come on a Tuesday because we are uh, got a lot of guests coming up on Wednesday, including one Jake Agnos, brother of Zach, dominator of a Greenville Regional years ago. What year did the uh, did he take down NC State Igo? Nineteen. Nineteen, when the Pirates lost to Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. What's the pronunciation? Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, and. They lost to him, had to come back through the loser's bracket, did it, and it was a, uh, a really fun run in Greenville. They'll try to do the same, but this time stay in the winner's bracket as they did a year ago this weekend at the Greenville Regional. Let's welcome in uh, to the show Stephen Igo by playing his intro, Shirley Rhodes. Do we have that ready? We do. I go. Chandler go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I'm sitting right here, bro. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. This song continues to grow. I go. I go. I go. I go. All right. Wow, y'all really mailed that one in. I forgot about that part. So, the the song gets longer every week. This is going to be just it's already bad, excruciating by the time we get to football season. I looked up words that rhyme with "go" earlier, so we're good. Oh, we're good. We're going to keep doing this. We're, we're not going to stop at this point. So this one was the song continues to grow. Yeah. 
What's wrong with that? It's a fact. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm just asking what the lyrics were. One of these days, you're going to embrace it, and you're going to walk in the building with the Triple H water bottle, and you're going to do like the water spray. Right. You're going to love it. Yeah, well, it's going to be as long as the Undertaker's <laughs> intro at some point. <laughs> do you know who did the... Da, 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 da. Whose voice was that? You. That was Troy D's voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you feel special? No. Okay. Um, I, I am surprised, though, that Troy put in the time on that. He he wanted to be a part of well, it, and uh, he that, was. That was thrown together. Thank you, Redbeard, because Igo has moved to Wednesdays now. Redbeard reminded me about 15 minutes before the show started. said, I hope you did the song. I did not, but we were able to throw something together very quickly. Steven, yesterday we were at Town Bank Tower. You were saying something to me. <clears throat> As they flash the graphic. I don't know what you were about to say. Probably something very intelligent. Something for me to, to ponder. I but don't remember. Do you? But do you remember? I remember you saying something, and we looked up. Yeah. And they flashed the graphic of the eight hosts. That we didn't, like, we kind of knew it was the eight hosts, but we weren't 100% <laughs> sure it was the top eight. Everybody did a double take. We were like, what, huh? what is that is that it and the players did the same thing the players did the same thing cliff godwin said in uh when he was doing interviews that he even had to take a second to like register what was happening that's how surprising it was i feel like they did it without a lot of fanfare first of all they just kind of put it up yeah there. they didn't say like here, here we go folks yeah. it was just like okay now we're gonna unveil the i think they said something about the top seeds and then they showed like just the eight schools, but you weren't sure if they were just showing all the live feed schools or if like those were the legit eight in order. And then like a few seconds into the graphic, they were like, "And here are the top eight seeds," and everybody just lost their mind at that point. So, <laughs> how surprised were you? I mean, you covered this for years, closer than anybody. Very it's, surprised. It's a it's a shocker. I put I put this on Hoisted Colors this morning, but like, when is the last time East Carolina in any sport got? a good draw or a favorable draw like the sports gods were looking out for us or just like people committee like you know you have a committee or there's the power brokers and college athletics when are they gonna help out ecu and put them in the best possible situation which is essentially what they did here and they could have easily put ecu 9 to 16 and there would have been very little pushback nationally Instead, they put ECU on the eight line, which has instead led to some questioning from you know the pundits or whatever. But at the same time, they're like, well, ECU deserves it. And so you can make an argument for why ECU deserves to be there. But usually in that situation, ECU is going to get left out because it's East Carolina. They're not in the ACC. They're not in the, the Big Ten or whatever, the, the Big 12, SEC. So I was just stunned that, yeah, you can make a case for ECU being a top eight. But for them to actually be a top eight – is just uh it's it's hard to fathom and that's what made it so surreal because in 2019 i thought they had an even better case to be there and they were like number 10 yeah and we talked about how the conference may hurt east carolina this year because it was so down east carolina the only team from the american to get in it sounds like this committee really valued conference play because east carolina i saw was one of three teams to win the regular season and win their conference championship and NC State, who didn't get in at all, they were, 
you know, shunned because of series, right? And it, it didn't have much to do, I guess, with midweek because they beat East Carolina twice. There was a funny moment yesterday when they're showing the first four out and everything, and NC State and Old Dominion are on that list, and we happen to be beside the players' table, and one of the players on the team says, we're 0-4 against those teams. And they had a chuckle. Like, right. this is kind of this is comical. All you can do is laugh. So I guess the committee put a lot of stock in the conference play and East Carolina winning 18 in a row, running off all those series sweeps, running through the conference tournament really turned out to help East Carolina despite the conference being down. Yeah, the biggest things were not only being hot at the end of the year, but if you look at several of the reasons why Notre Dame didn't host because they had a poor non-conference strength of schedule. NC State had a poor non-conference strength of schedule. ECU's non-conference strength of schedule was five. You combine that with the fact they won the tournament, they won the regular season, they dominated the regular season. Even though the American was down, it was still the seventh best conference in RPI, which was ahead of the Big Ten. Well, that doesn't sound as bad. I assumed it was even yeah. further down than that. It started off at like nine or ten yeah. and went up to seven. But everybody was like, oh, Maryland deserves to be a national seed because they have 45 wins. They won the Big Ten. Well, the AAC was rated higher than the Big Ten. Uh, ECU beat Maryland head-to-head. They had a higher RPI. Their non-conference training schedule was five. Maryland's was like 130. And so I'm just surprised the committee actually looked at all that and was like, hey, let's give this to ECU and not Maryland because they're in the Big Ten. And it's just good to see that, you know, and you can make the argument for why North Carolina would deserve to be over ECU in the top eight too. Like they beat ECU two out of three. They won a much tougher conference tournament. Um, but at the end of the day, they went 15-15 and 15 in the regular season in their tough conference, and that probably cost them a, a national seed in the eyes of the committee based off what they decided. Shocking stuff on Monday, and, and even Bryson World said, Shirley, can we hit Bryson? It's shocking, but when you, you tabulate all the work and the run ECU's on, it, it shouldn't be that surprising. Here's Bryson World, his reaction on the eight seed. I mean... When they first showed up there on TV, no one really knew what to think. Um, we saw it pop up and we kind of looked around for a second, and then we started like we started celebrating. So um, definitely kind of surprising to us. I mean, not not surprising the work we put in, but surprises when it got on the TV. And I mean, it was, it, it was an awesome feeling. And for this to be the team that does it, I mean, just defying all the odds is incredible. All the all Americans, all the the wins piled up by past teams for this team to be off to such a, a, t- a rough start to the season. And to come back and do this, I mean, I go. you said last week or maybe two weeks ago, if they make it to Omaha, you're writing a book. I mean, we are living in a storybook right now, and we'll see how far this thing goes. But this has been just a, a remarkable run by the Pirates that hopefully everybody can kind of sit back and appreciate what exactly is happening right now because it's never been done before. Yeah, I mean, obviously you hope they – they finish the deal and get there but i mean even if they don't and if they lose the regional like it's still been a a very successful year an incredible year given what they're up against i think cliff goblin's best coaching job um and so yeah just i really hope the fans show up for the regional which just sounds like they will um but you know not take it for granted that ecu's hosting for a four straight year because this feels like you know they're I don't want to say their their most hard earned hosting job, but I mean, I mean, yeah. went eighteen in a row. Like, you just can't take that for granted, and um, it's just crazy because, like, even when I was leaving Cla- Claire Stadium after the Houston series, I thought maybe like a one percent chance they would host. Certainly, didn't think there was any shot at all at a, at a national seed. 
like I remember talking to Malcolm in the press box after that game, and he was like, oh, we got very little shot to host. And at the time, he was like 25 in the RPI. They needed several schools to lose, which ended up happening. You know, Arkansas flamed out in the SEC tournament. Oregon went 0-2 in the Pac-12 tournament. They were projected host. Uh, there were a couple others who I'm forgetting who also flamed out Virginia. You know, yeah. potential host, they flamed out. So, like, you, it was the perfect storm of about five or six schools basically falling apart. ECU continuing to win. And I always said, the longer you play in the weekend, the more the committee is going to see ECU. Well, ECU keeps winning. ECU has now won 16 in a row. They've won 17 in a row. They've won 18 in a row. And the more that ECU can stay on the mind of the committee, the more they can move up, which is what ended up happening. Now, I never envisioned a national seed, but here we are. At some point, they had won enough to where they would have hosted, even if they would have lost one, it feels like now, if they're mm-hmm. an eight. But yeah, yeah. they had to get every last one of them to get that eight seed. And you're talking about all the help they received. They received some help in the Big 12 and SEC on Sunday, right? Or Saturday. Was it um, maybe Texas losing? It was yes. a nine. Texas and was lost. It Florida, the other one, maybe? Yeah, Texas lost in the SEC, or excuse me, in the Big 12 championship on Sunday. Which affected the seeding. Uh, they lost Oklahoma, I think. It, you know, if Texas wins that game, maybe they're the eight and ECU's the nine. Um, and then, yeah, Florida losing, even though they're hosting, I believe they're, you know, they're further down the pecking order. Yeah, so you're right. The, the Pirates received some help. Also, I remember, might have been a VIP chat. It was a baseball thread on Hoist the Colors weeks ago. I go, you said East Carolina put in a bid. And at that time, it just felt like, you know, window dressing or something. Right. And it wouldn't even have mattered. But uh, they put in the bid, and sure enough, uh, they got the the regional here. And if they take care of business, a first-ever Super Regional at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be like a coach and not look ahead. But if, if Texas, you know, if any of those schools come, if ECU's hosting a Super Regional regardless, it's going to be a madhouse. But if you throw the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. Like a national premier college sports program coming to ECU with Omaha on the line. I mean, who will never come here in, in any, any other sport? In any sport. Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, people are going to be just lined up, out, hanging around the fences, watching this game. And um, I was talking to somebody today, asking like, is there a scenario where you could put in extra seating? It doesn't sound like they could on short notice, at least as things stand now. But uh, that would be that would be a hot ticket. I mean, obviously, this is going to be. Uh, a, a great weekend, and ECU's got to get past a very difficult field, which we'll talk about. But yeah. just the, the the chance to do that, to know that if you win, you're going to be playing at home, I mean, that just has to give the players that much more juice. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We will uh, see what Igo knows about the opponents. We will talk Coastal Carolina baseball here on the show on Thursday, and uh, we'll talk some Virginia baseball, too, with both of their play-by-play voices at some point this week on Pirate Radio Live. We'll get a brief scouting report on the Cavs, on the Chanticleers, and see if I go know anything about Coppin State as well. That's the three teams joining East Carolina in the Greenville Regional. CJ, good stuff. More with CJ Schaefer when we return right after this. This hour of P. 
TRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Give them a call today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. Uh, thank you, Shirley Reeds. There is a baseball opening. Kendall Rogers says that Clemson has parted ways with Monty Lee. Is that how you pronounce it? Monty? Yeah. Full Monty. Monty Lee, after seven seasons with the program, he guided Clemson uh, to a 35-23 and 23 record, missed the NCAA tournament. Clemson in that tough ACC this year. We'll see one of those ACC teams here. Last week, at this time, at least two weeks ago, we were talking about Virginia being a possibility, I go, as a destination for East Carolina in a regional. Instead, the Cavaliers are coming here, along with Coastal Carolina, along with Coppin State, East Carolina, the host. So we had a question earlier about UVA. What do you know about the Cavaliers this year, Iga? I'm going to be diving more into them in the coming days, but just preliminary research. They can hit the crap out of the baseball. They've got several good hitters. I think they have one guy with 19 home runs. Um, one of their best players, is his offensive numbers are actually down, Kyle Till, but he's a very capable hitter, former all-conference all guy, and – They've got good stuff on the mound. They've been a little inconsistent, but, I mean, they'll have as talented arms as anybody in the regional. They've got two primary starters. Both are left-handed. Both have a high number of strikeouts. Uh, pretty good bullpen. And, I mean, if you look at their results from early in the year, they're just scoring runs like crazy as far as double-digit runs. And they got on a roll there. And then they've kind of cooled down a little bit since the uh, – since that time, but I mean, they definitely have legitimate Omaha talent. They were in the College World Series last year for a reason. They have struggled away from home as opposed to playing at home, so I think that's an advantage for ECU. You'd much rather get them here than there. Twenty-nine and five at home was Virginia this year. Seven and ten away, two and two at neutral sites. So they have certainly been a lot better in Charlottesville than they have on the road. Virginia and Coastal Carolina will go at it coming up on Friday night. How about the Chanticleers, Iga? Just from looking at their stats, really solid all-around team. They're hitting 290. I think they have an ERA near four. They, too, have two very good starters, uh, one a, a righty, the other a lefty. Be very interesting to see what the pitching matchup is. If you kind of look at Coastal and UVA, uh, they both kind of flip-flopped their number ones kind of this season between you know along with their number twos and so i'm interested to see how they play the opener obviously they got to throw their best guy because they got to win that first game and there's a very tough opener um usually coastal is extremely offensive and not as much pitching depth i mean this year they're good offensively but they're not dominant like some some in past years but still a very good team the Sun Belt, very good baseball league this year um, and they went on a run second half of the year similar to ECU I think like 25 and 5 or something down the stretch so they got hot as well and um, again those any of these three teams could easily win this regional and I would not be surprised in the least 
about 17 to 2 over clemson uh on may 17th uh 16 to 1 over wilmington now those are midweek games but impressive wins they took a series from georgia southern who georgia southern is a host yeah uh, correct and took that on the road looking at some other opponents uh wake forest lost to them uh at least once on the year uh yeah once and then beat them once four to three in conway they were swept by north carolina in chapel hill but look at the scores of those games four to three four nothing four to three so played them tough didn't get any wins there and then i don't know how impressive this is Rutgers was looked at as a snub i go right yeah. and uh they beat them 15 to 10 also beat the big tens uh illinois fighting line six to two so you look at them, it looks like they played a pretty good schedule and then you say that uh the sun belt kind of underrated too right yeah, they lost the series to Texas State, but Texas State's another number two seed in the field, regular season champ in the Sun Belt. Um, you know, Georgia Southern got in, Coastal got in, and I can't remember if anybody else from the league got in, but like Louisiana Lafayette, really good. A couple other teams in that league that are, that are strong. So, um, yeah, there's no doubt. Coastal, I mean, tradition-rich baseball program. And I'm honestly excited about the possibility – of seeing Coastal and ECU playing baseball because, you know, outside of the one regional, I think in 08 in Conway, I don't know how recently they've played. Somebody had put that Coastal played here in the early 2000s, I want to say. I don't remember that, but I do remember ECU losing to Coastal. Yeah, they got smacked pretty good in that yeah. regional. And the, that uh, team was, uh, they could hit. I think they beat ECU like 21 to 12 or something in the final. Of course, that was also the aluminum bat era where. Corey Kemp was hitting like seven home runs a game for ECU. So, it's just he can do that a now. Different brand of baseball. <laughs> uh, Coppin State, I go 24 and 28 overall, 17 and 13 in conference play. Um, they win their conference tournament and they are in. And CJ, what do you know about Coppin State? I know this is the second straight MEAC champion we're hosting. Um, okay, that's and, a good call. I mean, Last year, Norfolk State gave ECU a yeah, pretty man. good run. So, and I think we're learning from 2019, right? You can't really take yeah. you. You got to take your four seed seriously. Let's see the last three home regionals: ECU in 2018. Now, UNCW was a different animal. They shouldn't have been a four, but ECU beat them in the opening game, but was eventually eliminated by UNCW. The four oh, seed. Yeah. 2019 lost to Quinnipiac in the first game. Uh, 2021 trailed norfolk state what two to nothing or something like that at the end of the first inning they started wizen hunt he got hit pretty good so yeah last year i would say on paper norfolk state was probably the worst four seed or one of the worst in the field coppin state again this year on paper you get a favorable four seed for ecu but last year shows me that you can't take any of those teams for granted uh they're going to come in with their their hair on fire They've also got one of the best two-way players in the country, Jordan Hamburg, who is a lefty on the mound. He's hitting like 355, can steal some bases. So, um, again, ECU should win that game, but you just it's baseball, man. If they go out there and they start Hamburg or whoever he has a good game, then you could easily lose the game 4-3 to three if the Pirates you know, don't show up or, or play tight, that sort of thing. Hamburg, their leading hitter at 355, also pitches, you say, Stephen? Am yeah, I he's going at it Friday? Yeah, so he's been their Sunday guy for most of the okay. year, but you look at the conference tournament, they started him in the opening game. So I would think that if they started him in the opening game of the conference tournament, he's probably the guy they feel best about. They do have an, another pitcher. Um, can't think of his name, but he's also been their Friday night guy for most of the year. He's got like a five-year array. 
But not a ton of pitching depth. I mean, and they play – the MEAC is an extremely weak baseball league. And so, like, they haven't played anybody inside the top 100 all year in RPI. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a different level of competition. But Norfolk State was the same way last year, and they didn't show much fear at all. So, do you have any specific names you're looking at that could hurt ECU offensively or on the mound? Certainly. Uh, Marcos Castillo really comes to mind for me. 40 RBIs on the year, 13 doubles. So, guard the lines when uh, Marcos comes up to bat. Good stats. Good go. call. I mean, Jordan. Steven, how about you? Jordan Hamburg is a uh, John Olerud two way semifinalist. And wow. if you're a Seattle Mariners fan like myself, you remember the John Olerud helmet and all in first base. He's a blue uh, um, but he was part of the 116 team in, in Seattle in 20 in 2001. Wow. Either way, two-way star, and so you have a stud like that, you always have a chance. John Olerud. Where do you go to college, Stephen? Oregon State. That's a complete guess. Indiana. Let's see if he went to college. Might have just came right out, huh? Uh, he played varsity basketball and golf, of course. Uh, he played at Washington State, Stephen. Wow. You were very close to that somehow. He's a West Coast guy. He is a Hall of Famer and uh, played for multiple teams. All right. Um, Hall of Famer? He's not an MLB Hall of Famer, is he? He's in some Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, I know he was good, but there's no way he's a pro baseball Hall of Famer. John Olerud. John Olerud. Nicknamed, Nicknamed Johnny O. I can't say that I remember that one base uh, so you know what this, this is hilarious i had carlos delgado in the hall of fame and there was a discrepancy carlos delgado was good he was good yeah. had a lot of home runs he was really good for a while um sweet swing it was pointed out it was like no way carlos delgado is not in the hall of fame i'm like dude check his wikipedia's <laughs> in the hall of fame he and john olerud are members of the canadian baseball hall of fame yeah, what's interesting is you look at the Wikipedia page and it says member of the Canadian in one color and then it says baseball hall of fame in the other color. You see how I could yeah, be I could easily mistaken. see the confusion there. So uh John Olerud was introduced <laughs> into the Canadian baseball hall of fame. Somebody needs to fix this on Wikipedia. I'll take the blame for it, but come on guys, let's clean up our acts a little bit on Wikipedia. I mean the dude hit no, you oh, should sorry. Exit it out. Never mind. He was a good player. <laughs> All right, I know about John Olerud. He's not going to be Should here. John, you know, do I need to start an Edgar Martinez like? Nah, I don't for... think he's a Hall of Famer. No, he's a Hall so. of very good. I would say Delgado is more of a Hall of Famer than well. Didn't Scott Rowland get in the Hall of Fame? Like, is he that good, or is it maybe they're just discussing if he should be in or not? Scott Rowland was a great defensive. I feel player. like he is in the Hall of Fame for or the Hall of Very Good. Yeah, he is not in the Hall of Fame. But the Baseball Hall of Fame is weird, too. Guys will just sit there for eight years, and we talk and about them. go to another committee. Yeah. All right. Um, I go East Carolina. Is this like a a regional by committee for ECU pitching-wise? This is going to be the strangest setup we've seen for East Carolina pitching-wise in a regional. I mean, that we're yeah. just going to have guys eat innings, and there's going to be not a lot of rhyme or reason to it, right? They're going to be the most or one of the most unorthodox teams in the field as far as pitching and like i feel like if you look at ecu right now the only guy that i would say 100 percent is going to start a game this weekend is cj mayhew yeah like other than that 
I don't know. I mean, Jake Hunter started last weekend, didn't get an out. You know, he's been solid before that. Josh Groves has pitched really good. So I assume he will start a game. But like Cliff Goblin said, does it really even matter? Because if you get three to four innings, yeah, the first three or four innings matter. But you almost just want to get to the middle of the game. And I, somebody asked me today in the VIP chat to kind of rank the pitchers or, or tab them as starters, relievers, closers. And basically, I'm like, that's impossible, man. So I'm just going to put them in tiers. And in tier one, I had C.J. Mayhew, Carter Spivey, Garrett Saylor as your top guys. And, like, those are the guys you feel good about. doesn't matter if it's starting, bullpen, whatever. So, like, ECU's just got to find a way, in my estimation, to win the first game using whoever you can. There's the argument out there that you got to throw C.J. Mayhew, whatever. To me, I almost would start Groves, try to win that first game without him. If you need to bring in Spivey or Saylor, you do it. But I would try to get through that game without using those three and mm-hmm. then use those three in game two because that's the most important game of the regional. So worst comes to worst, would you, I guess, consider a strategy of like try to use maybe one of those guys a day if you've got three guys in your first tier? Yeah, I mean, you could look at it that way because, I mean, we've seen like Spivey. Now, let's say even if it's game one, maybe you start Gross, maybe you start whoever, and you're losing three to nothing. Well, you can bring in Spivey in the fourth inning, and if he gets on a roll, you can leave him in the rest of the game. Right, because these are all, you know, you could consider them long relievers. Yeah, they can go. I mean, Sailor's gone four or five innings. So, I mean, you can get in a situation where if you need to go to them out of the bullpen in game one, you can. You know, the perfect setup would be ideally you make it through that first game, offense shows up, which, again, is tough to count on just – it's a regional anything can happen but if you could do that and get to the second day with those three guys in your arsenal i think you feel good if you're ecu and um you take your shot with that but you know it's much easier said than done that's something the coaching staff has to weigh and also if you you know if you do fall into the loser's bracket i do think ecu is in a position now you can bring back guys multiple days because everybody goes three innings or two innings or one inning. Like, your Savage can pitch every day because he basically just gets two outs. Um, you know, Danny Bill, quality middle reliever. We've seen Benzer Williger go two, three innings. So, you know, I look today, you've really got 11 or so arms that have been pitching fairly consistently this season. You've got nine guys, I think you feel, eight or nine guys you feel really good about. And then, of course, you know, Spivey, Sailor, and, and Mayhew are kind of your horses. And you haven't even mentioned a guy like Zach Agnos yet who yeah. has stepped up late in games pretty often this year. Yeah, he's, and he's been that clutch, like, sixth, seventh inning. He's using a jam. Let's put him in. You know, he's going to throw strikes. He can, you know, give you a different look. You know, Ryder Giles has kind of been, you know, a little bit forgotten about, but, like, if there's a matchup thing and you know this team struggles to hit. Well, there's that, or he could be a bridge guy. If yeah. you're up three, four runs, he can get try to eat a few innings for you. You know he's going to throw strikes, and, yeah, he'll give up contact, but if you make a team beat you rather than walk the, the bases loaded or whatever, you're going to have a much better chance to win. So, you know, I just feel like they're in a good spot it sounds stupid to say because they don't have any starting pitching really but like they're in a good spot because they can match up you know they can get a guy to go one inning they can get a guy to go three innings it just it it all depends on the situation basically regardless of what the situation is they have a guy who can come in in that spot i guess in some sense if you you know you go to uh whatever game and the opposing team can't really predict your starter you could look at that as a positive i suppose yeah i mean and two yeah, they don't know who you're going to go to out of the bullpen. And it's tough to, if you're a hitter to get into a rhythm 
if you're facing a different guy every time you come to the plate. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of like Spivey and Sailor, when they get into a groove and, and they just, you know, they're just shutting guys down, you know, there's a good chance you're going to see a different guy every time if you're a hitter in this regional. Steven Ayo, hoist the colors. Let's take another timeout. We'll come back. Well, I want to talk about the Pirates' offense, especially if there are lefties on the mound. You know, how many options does Cliff Godwin have as far as a starting lineup goes, or is he pretty locked in on what we'll see? Coming up this weekend in the Greenville Regional, ECU Coppin State, Friday at 1 o'clock in Game 1 of the Greenville Regional. We'll talk about it more when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Braun. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. 100 days until the NFL season, so they are going over lines. Uh, Pete Pis- Prisco has... <laughs> Pete Prisco. Pete Pistol. <laughs> Pete Prisco has the Bucks minus two and a half over the Cowboys, so go ahead and get that one in to your bookies. Jot that one down. Yep. There you go. I'm, uh... Man, this is what's great about this, too. This is a nice bridge to get to mid-June. Like even late, like we got something to oh, talk yeah. about. Like I don't even care that the Hurricanes lost last night because Same. now I have something to talk about. Like that was kind of providing me with some content for a while. Would have been nice to go on another couple weeks, but it's not going to happen. So now we got Pirate Baseball. Let's hope it, it rolls on because we're about to get it. We're about to get into position preview season, I go. But I, I don't have to hold off. Yeah, we got to wait till after baseball season. Can't wait to preview the quarterbacks. I feel like we've done that same quarterback preview like three years in a row now. But what I like to do with the quarterbacks, I'm going to look at opponents and see what they have at the QB position, and we'll go over those, and we'll do our power rankings of opponent QBs. I've actually got that article coming out um, tomorrow. No, you don't. And then I'm going to do a podcast on the Hoist the Colors podcast, which, by the way, part of my stipulation for being here I know. on a Tuesday was uh, – Three? I had to get three plugs in on the podcast, not for myself. Oh, well, somebody's well, falling down on their job. Well, look, God, gotta listen to that podcast. Gotta listen to. It. I mean, you're you're hurting. Gotta the brand listen. To, right you now. gotta yeah. listen to the podcast. You gotta listen to the podcast. And for the third time, you no, that doesn't count. Kind of works. You're just turning people off now. I mean, you got to give them a reason. Did you have you listened to the latest? I haven't had a chance oh. to. You had a chance to. You said, I know what I'm doing on the way back to Greenville. What did you do on the way back to Greenville? I listened to music. (laughs) There you go. Wow. I I apologize. Now, now I need four podcast plugs because that was a negative plug. Well, you got one. Unless that doesn't count. I I, I think that that was a reverse. Well, here's one for you. The most recent one included Wags, Jonathan Wagner, and some guy... 
Scott. Twitter Scott, trolling me. Scott Lower Batcher. Lower Batcher. Uh, where you guys broke down the Greenville Regional, right? That's correct. Right, so there's one. Check point. it out. And you'll have another podcast coming out about what you say? Are you really going to put the football stuff in there? Are you really doing <laughs> no, power no, rankings no, no. of quarterbacks? No, I'm not going to power rank the quarterbacks. I'm going to power rank the Greenville Regional. Okay. And All make right. sure you tell everybody where they can listen to this podcast. Yep, Hoist the Colors podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, anywhere you can get your podcast. Subscribe and leave a review, right? We need everybody to do that on all of our platforms. Yeah. Yep, leave yep. a review, a positive yeah. review, five stars, whatever. Our rating, our podcast rating dropped down to 4.9 stars, which is really, Ooh. really I knew Chandler went and saw your podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but he that's the problem. He just saw it. He didn't listen to it. Oh, did, well, gotta, no, he, he left a review, just didn't listen. You got to listen. Listen. Look. I hope Sai's doing well. By the way, wanted to have Coach O on. I forgot to tell you this off the air, Chandler. I called him this morning. He called me back. He said, Clip, Clip. I've been in meetings. I'm sl- If there was one person I would go on the radio and talk to, it would be you. But I, they're sending me out to Oregon State. And you know why? You know why he would come on this radio show? Because you're a pirate. I'm a pirate. You're a pirate. He's got to go out to Corvallis, and My he is God. slammed, and he's not going to be able to join us. And they can send him more regionally. Coach O, man, he's they look. He's the I man for the job. Tell me to go. Exactly. And uh, you got all these destinations in the southeast, and they're sending. There's only Coach three o. on the other side of the freaking Mississippi: Stanford, Texas. Oregon State. Oregon State. I want. I believe that's it. Shame. And uh, and he got the short end of the stick there. there. Is there nobody on the West Coast or in the Mountain Time Zone that can? So they that literally role? sent Coach O the longest <laughs> yeah. possible distance. I'm still on my way right now. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they're sit- they have the rookies go out. Wait, he's been doing this for freaking <laughs> ever. You're right. Show a little damn respect, NCAA. Maybe that was the. They're like, look, we need somebody to be the head of this regional out in Oregon State. We'll give ECU the eight seed if you send Coach O. <laughs> and Coach O was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. For the Pirates. Because I'm a Pirate. Yep, that's right. Fair trade-off. So uh, Coach O said give him a rain check and if the Pirates win this weekend we'll talk to him next week. How about that? Alright, why were we talking about that? Oh, because I brought up Sai and then that reminded me of Coach O. I go, you said something that sent shivers down my spine earlier this hour. Virginia is left-handed heavy, and if they win, and ECU wins, or if Virginia loses and ECU loses, in game two, ECU could see a lefty starter, and I started going down the lineup. So here was the lineup from Saturday's game. Agnos righty, Hoover lefty, Worrell switch, Cowart lefty, Newton lefty, Moylan lefty, Starling righty, Amac switch, Wilcoxon lefty, and this was against a lefty starting pitcher. Very good. I I go. This was against Tulane, so they started a lefty, and this was the <laughs> the lineup Cliff Godwin sent out there. Other options: Cam Clanch, lefty. Um, Barini pinch hits quite a bit. You said he switched, but he we see him hits. a lot as a lefty. Yeah, he, he's better from the left side. So I don't. Have, Godwin has pinch hit lefties to face lefties before. I mean, maybe it's not that big of a deal, but if there is a lefty on the mound, there's going to be a lot of lefty-lefty matchups when you face the Pirates. Yeah, we talked about it early in the season. This was something that 
I don't want to say it was a weakness, but it, it was a potential issue that you, you were left-handed heavy, and they could use another right-handed bat, which is why, you know, Starlin emerging and having some clutch hits has been critical because he has gotten some some big hits and some big moments against left-handed pitching. But, um, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, I think it it's noteworthy, but it's not like they can't hit left-handed pitching. I don't have the splits, but even recently it feels like Jacob Jenkins-Cowart you know, Ben Newton, Moylan have all been solid against lefties. I, I do think AMAC is considerably better as a left-handed hitter uh, than a right-handed hitter, just watching from the, the naked eye. Um, you know, they feel comfortable, more comfortable with Will Coxon versus lefties than Clonch versus lefties. And JC, Jacob jenkins Coward, he's homered off lefties and righties. So I feel like that's not a big a deal. And the good news is Hoover, about the same versus both. And then Worrell, to me, is is better right-handed. He's pretty even, but I think he's got more consistent stroke right-handed, and then Agnos has hit lefties well all year, too. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. Um, was the Josh Moylan Nugget VIP? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, he hit well, and we hope, we hope and think that may continue on the rest of this season. Yeah, I mean, he had a good weekend in Clearwater, and He's a guy that we've talked about all year. Like you look at his average still, it's two uh, two twenty six, and like him and Starlin. I feel like Starling should be hitting higher than two twenty, and maybe uh-huh. it's because he he does hit in big moments. He gets it seems he's like. he's got that clutch gene. Like he's if he's MLB the show, they talk about how clutch he is when when he comes to bat. Like it just seems like he gets some big home big big, home, gosh big hits and big moments mm. big moments is what you were trying to <laughs> he's say he's a big home hitter he's a big home guy he also if he commits an error look for him to get a hit the next inning i swear that's happened yeah like just about every time this year so. he's when he goes uh right center that seems to be his sweet spot like when he's seen it well he'll he'll kind of sit back wait on it and i was looking at it. some other hitters by the way i go uh carter cunningham lefty lefty <laughs> ben terwilliger lefty, lefty. Uh, this is incredible. Ryan McChrystal, lefty. C.J. Boyd, righty. Righty. So I mean, Riley Johnson, lefty. lefty. <laughs> Joey Rezik, I don't know. I think lefty too. Hadn't seen Cooch in a while. He actually hits righty. <laughs> okay. You know what? It would not shock me. The way this team is, what a story. Jake Cooch-Mainer comes up with a right-handed base hit up the middle. You know, it is amazing, though. You look at it, they have very few right-handed pinch-hitting options, Yeah, which is why C.J. Boyd has gotten some of those, but you'll usually see Will Coxon um, get that opportunity. I think they feel pretty good about him versus lefty lefty pitching, even as a lefty hitter. All right, good stuff. You can check out hoistthecolors.net, and uh, you guys have a podcast that's available now to listen to. That's correct. We do. And uh, coming out with another one before we get underway on Friday? Yeah, we'll have a uh, another podcast up later in the week. We'll also have a team-by-team uh, Greenville Regional Preview starting either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, we'll look into the Coppin State Eagles. Is that correct? Sounds right. It's a good default. and Eagles. 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 Coppin State. Coppin Bald Eagle is their mascot. That is, it needs a name. I go, did you know uh, what city they're in? I know that it's uh, not Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, that's I know, us. I know that they're in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, name a city in Maryland. Baltimore. 
Ding. That is correct. There you go. That's the only city I know in Maryland. You know their head coaches in basketball? Uh, Juan Dixon. Very good. That, again, is all I know about Coppin State. So they come in here on Friday, 1 o'clock. Surprised that they didn't get sent to Maryland. Yeah, what did you think about them compared to other four seeds? They're one of the weakest in the field, like numbers. Again, not saying that Coppin State is a bad baseball team, but like numbers-wise, RPI-wise, strength of schedule-wise, they're easily one of the weakest in the field. Did Campbell get a two or a three? They're the three. three. So I was like terrified of them getting yeah. a four and coming here. Luckily, some of the auto bids happen, which usually happens, but not this many, where you get some weaker, weaker fours. And to me, being a host, you want a weaker four more so than anything like the year ecu lost at home they had uncw like that's just you you gotta throw your best guy against uncw because they're a you know they're capable of winning the regional coppin state i don't think is going to win the regional now they could beat a team or win a game but like it's just a different animal when you have somebody like a campbell or a uncw or even a charleston was projected at one point versus like coppin state I mean, do they? They don't really do it like number seventeen is the two at Tennessee, do they? Because like, I kept hearing, you know, if we were on the road, we'd be at Virginia, Virginia Tech, Maryland. Why was East Carolina not in the Tennessee discussion ever? I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen. It doesn't matter now, but I was just curious. I mean, it would have been a possibility, but usually they do try to make it so if you're a pretty strong two, you're not going to be sent to the top seed oh that wouldn't make sense it would be the weakest two yeah going there i did that so like backwards. last year nc state was the weakest or the strongest two they went to the weakest one which is louisiana tech i did that backwards yeah. won the regional and then this year you've got the strongest two notre dame they're being sent to georgia Southern. so they do that way yeah actually so okay they could i just never saw east carolina in a projection with tennessee now one person yesterday did say very quickly after it was announced ecu was the eight that if ECU went to Omaha and all things played out like they should, they could, ECU would play Tennessee at Omaha. That is and correct. that person was Stephen Igo. Well, you just know that basically the, the whole thing is seeded one through eight. If it, everyone goes to Omaha for straight chalk, it'll be one, eight, four, five, two, seven, three, six. Yeah. So if everything is straight chalk, it'll be ECU and Tennessee. And what, who are the four and five? Do we know that? Yes, Texas teams I like to call Texas A&M. And Virginia Tech. Ah, there you go. All right, and then you play that one side to get Correct. to the championship, and right? that's the best of three. Okay. Right. It's basically like a giant regional between the four teams. There you go. Good info, Steve-O. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, we'll see you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, potentially Monday, out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Got one question to ask Chandler. Uh, what are you going to be listening to later tonight? <laughs> <laughs> that damn podcast baby and i can't wait leave a review five stars get it back up to 4.9 five stars i got, got you. you i got you all right thank you by the way clark leclerc stadium has a rating of 4.8 uh and i'm pretty sure people didn't mean to rate it what they did one person said just drove by it leaving daddy ficklin stadium one star <laughs> and the other person said why are these non-americans working at fast food places all i saw was foreigners one uh two stars so one person drove by and i think mistakenly put one star the other was at a fast food place and put 
two stars we need to get those ratings back up for clark leclerc stadium i, I want to interview those people and know, <laughs> just know why I mean, you <laughs> haven't been to clark leclerc bar and grill it's disgusting wait is it like the place in clearwater the tiki whatever frenchies yeah frenchies <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Bryce Williams just sent me a text. He's a few minutes behind. Hey, he's on Arizona time. He just went to a bachelor party uh, for Shane Carton's upcoming wedding. So he's uh, he could be lagging a little bit today. We'll talk to Bryce. We got some audio to get to. Cliff Godwin, Bryson Whirl, Zach Agnos, Jacob Jenkins Coward, and Ryder Jans. All that and more on the way. What are you doing? Hour three, <laughs> Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock all righty hour three pirate radio live on a tuesday fast moving week uh as we had no show on monday mully and i did jump in and uh gave you a little bit of our thoughts after east carolina was named a top eight national seed it still doesn't feel real but it's it is real to me damn it and the Pirates will host Coppin State, Virginia, Coastal Carolina. If they get through that, the winner of the Austin Regional, headlined by Texas, but there are some other schools in that one, and they are Louisiana Tech, Dallas Baptist, and one other that I do not recall, the four seed in that regional. Chandler, do you know it? <laughs> Why would you? I don't know, and I'm not looking it up because it's going to be too tough. Support the troops. My apologies. Air Force. Air Force, Air Force, the number four. Could they be flying their way into Greenville next weekend? Uh, Texas, Air Force, Louisiana Tech, Dallas Baptist, the four schools in the Austin Regional lined up to meet the winner of the Greenville Regional. We'll talk more uh, about that. In fact, we'll do it right now as we await the arrival. Oh, there he is. I see him. He's coming in. I just laid eyes. I'm scout. I'm in my my deer stand and i see a big old buck uh, he's coming on in and not only is he here he remembered to do something that none of us which i don't own any of these so i couldn't have participated anyway but you know what bryce is wearing today Shirley? oh boy he's got he, the yes he's, he's got the shorts. got the shorts on i gotta get the camera ready bryce you have the memory of an elephant my yeah, friend right. you uh even after a, hey, a, a tough to stand weekend up. yeah oh what what do you need him to stand up so can you stand up i guess show off the people uh, you want to show I'm off the right? stand, i can't stand up with those on whoa buddy <laughs> and i got a big old leg in my face uh bryce welcome in man how you doing good thank y'all for having me for yet another week i see a little grime on the shirt you've been working today yes work? i mean i've been doing some work today but most of my clothes that i wear throughout the day have a permanent grind ah the pre-stained yeah it's uh, i wash them and it's yeah. 
Because, you know, you never know what I'm going to get into. Yeah. So Why uh, ruin a new exactly. one? Exactly. I have several shirts that literally have, like, just whole... I've worn a hair, you know? And with the jorts and the dirty shirt and that... T- it looks like you got a workman's tan. Yeah. But is that a is that an Arizona leisure tan you got going there? Yeah, this is some Arizona leisure, <laughs> boat leisure. Yeah. All right, good stuff. I did I- have a workman's tan a while back, but that's yeah. long gone. All right, let's start with the top story. Shane Carden getting hitched. <laughs> yeah. And you were out at his bachelor weekend festivities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a good time. Tell we, us uh, what you can tell. What you guys do out there? Well, we did. So we did go to a uh, Major League Baseball game Thursday night. D-backs. The D-backs and um, Dodgers, and they got reamed. D-backs did. Yeah. But it was, I say it's so weird right over there. It was definitely like more Dodgers fans than D-backs. So yeah. I'm like, can you imagine being the home team and like, you're getting cheered against. I guess the owners don't care as long as somebody's going to those games, but it yeah. is pretty bad because the Diamondbacks are they're actually playing better this year than people thought, uh, but they're not very good, and the Dodgers mm-hmm. are the best team in baseball. So. Right. So, yeah, they um, – so that was neat and neat to be there. We were by the pool. They got a cool stadium, right? Yeah, it was indoors. Um, we sat behind the pool, um, which is, like, kind of cool, but unfortunately it was just kids in there. And a, is one, that Chase Field? Oh gosh, I'm not sure. Phoenix. I want to check out the pool. That that's it. I think so. Where's your pool? The pool was right field. Wait, yeah, right. Wait, right field. Okay. Somewhere over there. Oh, okay. All right. General vicinity. Um, yes. I mean, that was cool to see a major league game. Um, I didn't realize that. uh, What's his name? Mookie. Mookie Mookie Betts. Betts. Um, you know, he was so oh, wow. field, so I got to watch him play. It's a neat little yeah. deal there. Um, so it was cool to see, I guess, Mookie Betts. I didn't know how big of a deal he was until like one of my buddies said, yeah, he's like... He's one of the best. Uh, yeah, like one of the best. Um, so that was cool. Because, of course, the Dodgers have eight all-stars in their lineup. Yeah. Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, all of them yeah. are good. Um, so that was fun. Of course, goodness gracious, you know, we got up at... To fly out, you know, we got up like, well... Not terrible. I think five. But then you fly out and you are, you know, the time change, three hour difference. Did you lose any time? Like, you did you fly out and then get there at the same time you flew out kind of thing? It was almost, it was, it was pretty close. Yeah. I think we got there at 11, 12, 11. So you left something. here at what Eastern time, would you say? Seven. Well, flight was 8 30. Of course, there was a de- little bit of a delay. Yeah. All, while we were on the plane, something seat was broke or something. So I think we left right around nine. And you got there plus, at what time? Local time. Three plus seven. I think we got there like eleven something, okay. something uh-huh. like that. Um, now coming back, it's a lot worse, right? You lose yeah. a lot. That oh way. yeah. So the first night Thursday, you know, it's eleven forty-five, and I'm dying. <laughs> you know, I'm so tired. Um, and then. You know, of course, the weekend was filled with a lot of sleep. <laughs> okay. That was a... Just kidding. That reminded me of Seinfeld where you yada, 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 and then you say... So, yeah, just a lot of guys just kind of resting. Oh, no, yeah, just resting. Rest but, uh, the bodies. It was good. So, we did that Thursday night. Did some golfing or anything? We golfed Friday. Right. Um was it my finest hour? You know, I, my golf game's a lot of ebb and flows. Yeah. Bam, you know, my like first drive off the tee box, boom. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Today's the day. And it just, I think I parted, bogey, but I'm, I'm cool with bogey golf. Um, what kind of weather are we talking out there? 
you know it's so funny i guess i'm just tougher than the whole gang that was there but <laughs> like golly it's so hot it's so hot i'm like i'm fine you know give me some water i'm good i always hear about like the the damp hotness of east of like the south right it feels worse yeah it feels worse dry heat there. yeah it's just it's hot i think it feels more uncomfortable today than it was out in arizona um you think we got like maybe like the low 100s mm-hmm. um but golfing wasn't too bad you know we had a pool at the place it was uh you know, it was it was a good time, and then yes, I think Thursday and Friday were more of our eventful days. Saturday we hung out at the pool at the, at the Airbnb, um, you know, things like that. We went out Friday night stuff. It was it was fun. So Shane is he's living in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Is he uh, is that where the wedding is? Yes, sir. It's uh, Haley. I think Haley. Haley's the town I'm flying into. City, town, city. I don't know what it is out there, but. Uh, yeah, out in Haley, and that's in July 4th weekend. So, oh, that's right. It went yeah. Memorial Day in July <laughs> yeah. 4th. So uh, getting those big holidays in. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, good stuff. Glad to have you back yeah. safely, and uh, and everything's good yeah, to go. Uh, yeah, everything's good. It feels good to be back in North Carolina. Arizona's neat, but brown and it's stucco. Yeah, I can't oh, imagine that. Like, I watch... Uh, Better Call Saul, and before that, it was Breaking Bad, and it's yeah. in New Mexico, and there's just like no grass, and like yeah. I cut grass like since I was like young, you know. Right. Oh yeah. I just seen grass and fields, and like it's just there's, and maybe I'm wrong, but it just looks like a lot of dirt and yeah. oh, it desert, is. dirt, and, rock, desert. Yeah. And at least that part of it. I need some know. tree. I need some green. Oh, green. I need water. I mean, they got lakes, but I'm. Unfortunately, I'm above lakes these days. You know? Oh, yeah. You couldn't, uh, you probably didn't get a boat in the water while you were no, there, did you? That's no. a shame. So, uh, you didn't try to get Shane and the guys to do a fishing outing while no. you were there? <laughs> <sighs> they weren't buying it. Yeah, I understand. All right. Bryce Williams is here. Bryce, how about the big news here in Greenville? Here's what you missed East Carolina last week won games 15, 16, 17, and 18 in a row. Won the conference championship down in Clearwater. They will host a regional. We learned that Saturday night. And for the first time ever in school history, could be hosting right here in Greenville a super regional. Wow. Now, they've hosted one before, but it was not in Greenville. But that's why they upgraded the stadium. That's why Clark LeClaire is standing today for East Carolina to host the Super Regional for the right to get to the College World Series for the first time ever. East Carolina is the eight national seed. What that means is if they are the team standing after this weekend in the Greenville Regional with Virginia, Coastal Carolina, Coppin State, and ECU, then East Carolina will host a best-of-three Super Regional against the winner of the Austin Regional, which is Texas Dallas Baptist, Louisiana Tech, and Air Force. Winner of those two regionals will meet. If East Carolina wins it this weekend, they'll meet in Greenville. Mm. Winner of that goes to Omaha. So that's where we oh, are wow. right now. Dang, A lot on the line, Bryce. Wow. And people are fired up. Man, that is, that's exciting. I, like I said, thanks to Pirate Radio on Instagram, I was able to keep track of what's going on. Um, and I did see the... Um, um, like the regional thing i saw regional i didn't obviously you broke it down way better for me to understand it there um that's big i you know i'm gonna try maybe i'll try and go to that one you know because i've haven't it's a hot ticket but you know some people i know a clip brock yeah but you know 
better people than that. You know some people. I'll, I might try. When is that's this weekend? So game one is Friday at one o'clock. If ECU mm-hmm. uh, and then win or lose, they'll play the following day. Championship is Sunday night, and depending on winners, losers bracket, all that could go into Monday. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Saturday through Monday. Super regionals are friday to sunday or saturday to monday or both uh that might might be both actually mm-hmm. uh but east carolina in the past has played friday saturday sunday in those uh supers i want to say um who did we host in the Wilmington uh, when we played wilmington here what was i mean not who do we host <laughs> who what section was that in the tournament was that just a, that was a regional that was a regional gotcha yep. gotcha and then last year east carolina won a regional couple uh seasons ago won a re- so the okay. one you're talking about against wilmington they lost it could have had a super regional right if they'd have won if they would have won yeah That's okay um I, I i like when you football guys i like when an ecu athlete gets excited about another ecu sport oh yeah and uh over the past week it's been keaton mitchell who we we talked about it on the air five days ago so what day was this this was the 26th of may almost a week ago he said i ain't gonna lie we playing some baseball i ain't never watched baseball until now <laughs> so that was his first tweet where did he tweet that and then since then ian ian i ain't i ain't gone lie isn't that spelled ian it could be <laughs> but it's not in this case Ian gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Ian. Ian. All right. So since then, get gone, which that's his phrase. Get gone. That's his catchphrase. I mean, for him, it's fitting. When get a guy gone. gets home, yeah, he gets gone. Yep. Bryson World home run, get gone. Um, he says, get gone. Get gone. That I most definitely hit that car. <laughs> uh. We locked in get gone there we go he loves get gone you might need to make a shirt it's 10 nothing mercy rule in baseball yes sir where are we at next so i love when <laughs> another athlete and then everybody told him keaton we're in greenville next buddy we got a regional so uh i think since this is a ncaa event and not an ecu event he won't be able to throw out the first pitch so but we got to get him out there to throw out a pitch during the super bowl the kicker mcpherson where the Bengals stayed out at halftime to watch the halftime show. Oh yeah, Keaton Mitchell. They're going to present them with like rings next year at one of the at one of the games. And Keaton Mitchell, instead of going in at halftime, he's going to sit there and watch the rings. He's going to go down the line, give the guys five. Yeah, yeah. He might help out with. Are you the one the that got gone? <laughs> got gone. You're the guy that got gone. Get gone, boys. Get gone. Uh, I thought that was cool, and I'm hoping to see uh, some pirate athletes. I'm sure Holt Naylor's and the crew will be out there this weekend. At the, it's going to be packed. Uh, going to be a lot of folks there. Mm. So uh, looking forward to that. I remember the Houston series, and after that series, I was bummed out because it's you know it's been fun being out there in the jungle just about all season long. And I was very bummed out that there wasn't going to be any more baseball in Greenville. And now <coughs> we're looking at, you know, we're we're sitting here getting ready to host a regional. And if we win this regional, it's not over. We have baseball back in Greenville next weekend. That which would is be just in, insane. insane. First time ever at Clark LeClaire. And that's be. been the talk, you know, because we've, we've had some tough super regional appearances with, you know, Texas Tech, which now that got close. We were, 90, what, 90 feet away from yep. Omaha. Uh, we've had to go to Carolina in the past. Louisville, uh, Louisville Vandy. Louisville, Vandy. And we've always said, 
is he going to take to host the Super Regional? And now we're at that point. It, for us to get to Omaha, we've, we've always said this. If we're going to get to Omaha, we're going to have to get there by staying in Greenville. Exactly. Well, now that opportunity, opportunity. is right ahead of them here these next couple of weeks. So, no pressure. Just get it done. Yeah, just no pressure. No pressure at all. Uh, let's hear a little bit of Cliff Godwin here, Shirley, as he gave his thoughts on the eight seed. Cut one. You know, the top eight seed is something that we've been trying to do for a lot of years. You know, I thought 19, um, that body of work that we had, uh, our, our strength of schedule was definitely in the top five. We were fifth RPI. I really thought, like, we had earned it. Um, but those people in that room, and they do a really good job, they decide uh, on your fate. So when I saw that, I was like, let me make sure I'm looking at this right because uh, in past years we haven't necessarily been on the good side of the fence. And I'm just so proud of our guys and our staff. And, you know, so many emotions go through it because, uh, you know, Alec Burleson's texting me and Parker Lamb's texting me and Pete Biscano's texting me. And, I mean, there's so many people that put so much hard work in this program for so many years to get to where we are today. All right, this is a good question. Love this question. Uh, cut six, Shirley. Thoughts on the other teams in the Greenville Regional? Really good question by Gully. That's the, the question that I hate by the media the most because everybody asks it. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there, and I told our guys, it doesn't matter. It's playoff baseball. Like, look, you, every team that's in our regional can beat us. I mean, last year we were getting beat by Norfolk State until whenever Franny hit the three-run jack. So um, you got to go out there and play your best brand of baseball. Um, and there's very quality opponents in our um, regional um, for sure. I mean, to have won national championships. All right. Well, Cliff didn't like that question, but I like it. A lot of good talent coming in here, uh, these opposing teams to Greenville. Uh, Let's hear uh, cut three. This was Garrett Short from WNCT Channel 9 uh, when he asked, did today's announcement remind him of when he played and got a top eight national seat? I think they were seventh uh, when he played here at East Carolina. Well, I don't even know if they had a selection show on TV back then, so I think somebody probably told us, so it was a little bit different. Um, you know, in, in 01, we had a similar group that uh, nobody uh, highly recruited most of us, especially not myself, and uh, we had some older guys that had been in the program, and then we had some guys that were super talented, like Lee Delfino and Chad Tracy, and, um, you know, it was just status quo. I mean, Coach Leclerc, same thing, hey, enjoy today, and then we get back to practice tomorrow, and um, you know, unfortunately, back then we couldn't host at Harrington Field, so we had to go on the road to Wilson. At least it was in front of our home crowd. But there's nothing like hosting a regional at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And I go back to uh, Ryder when Turner Brown told him in 19, uh, when they ran on the field, he said, hey, like, look around, take this in. Like, this doesn't happen everywhere. And I get chill bumps about that. That's really the coolest thing is the roar of the crowd when you run on the field in game one. All right, there is Cliff Godwin, and that crowd will be roaring uh, coming up this Friday when East Carolina takes the field. Saturday is going to be a party, especially if they can win Friday and get that Saturday night game at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, Let's hear from Zach Agnos, Shirley. He gave his reaction. There was a lot of surprise when that graphic popped up and showed East Carolina as a top-eight seed. Here's what uh, Zach Agnos thought. Um, I just kind of looked at JC and just, like, looked at him, and he was like, gave me like a weird face and then I was like wait top eight and then I looked at Ben and then we all started to realize this so we got pumped up man I mean 
it's real exciting. Uh, I asked Coach Galvin what the 2001 team, uh, what their seed was. He said they were seven, but uh, not complaining about an eight, that's for sure. Zach Agnos there, and uh, really enjoyed talking to Zach. Uh, of course, C.J. Mayhew, Bryson Worrell, Ryder Giles this year on the Delcor Players Lounge. Got a uh, one-on-one with Ryder. We'll play that probably tomorrow on the show. Here's a stat to consider, uh, everyone. East Carolina University Pirates. Oh, I thought she was going to play. East Carolina is <laughs> is I was going to wait till you gave the stat and then I would hit it. East Carolina is one of 30 teams to make the NCAA baseball tournament and be bowl eligible, be invited to a bowl game in 2021-22. Wow. The stat to consider. Now, East Carolina didn't play in a bowl game because right. BC backed mm-hmm. out. Uh, but they are one of 30 that were invited to a bowl game and accepted a bowl invitation bid and also make it to the baseball tournament. Wow. Uh, there are six. Man, now I hate bringing this up. Chandler, are you going to trivia tomorrow? All right, cover your ears for a second. Uh, there are six power five schools that didn't make the baseball tournament ncaa basketball tournament or play in a bowl game bryce Mm. the sad six are syracuse nebraska northwestern colorado cal washington Hmm. so uh bad athletic seasons for those schools there's another stat to consider for you (laughs) so there you go all right chandler you're good no more earmuffs. The stat to consider. Man, you have a lot of integrity. Can I say that? I can say that. I just did. Yeah, you just did, and I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it a lot. You got it. Uh, Shirley, let's give something away today. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, today we're giving away Bubba Sparks' Greatest Hits. Oh, <laughs> there yeah. We go, which is this song on a loop. <laughs> oh god! He had one more. Uh, it's uh, it, Bryce. Oh, I know it. Come on, come on, Bryce. Something I've been, something in the barn or in the. Yeah, I've been. Uh, uh, I can't think of what it's called. Shirley, what are we giving away today? Shrimp taco lunch, courtesy of Chico's. All right, this—that's that one. It's gonna get ugly. Up in here. I think it's deliver. I think it's deliver. All right. Uh, Bubba Sparks' greatest hits and. Shrimp taco at Chico's. What a combination. On the line. Shirley, can you put together that? Can you burn that CD? Sure. Our, all right, God, thanks. That was always fun Caller six, <laughs> by the way, is what I'm looking for. Caller six, 317-1250. More to go. Bryce Williams will go outdoors. See, we play a little five-second game maybe to get the there brains go. going a little bit. Uh-huh. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. 
Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks, Bo- or Red Banks Road rather, in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Chad Corwin of Greenville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Power Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Bryce Williams will rejoin us here in a moment. 100 days away from kicking things off in the NFL. And I feel like we, as a media, talk about when people get arrested and then never really follow up on what happened, especially if, like, nothing happens from it. So uh, we talked about Jerry Judy getting arrested a couple weeks ago. Um, The judge has dismissed all charges against Jerry Judy. It sounded like it was an argument um a domestic argument and jerry judy like locked some property in a car and wouldn't give it to his significant other like it was just some kind of let's see judy prevented the female from retrieving items including her wallet medical information for a child and a car seat and he was like no i'm keeping my door locked you're not getting it one of those spats or whatever anyway no uh charges will be filed charges dismissed against jerry judy also i guess this is a new headline uh aaron donald one of the reporters dropped a bit of a bombshell right before the super bowl that said this may be aaron donald's last game he may retire Mm. and the rams won and really hadn't heard much since then but now the story comes out on uh okay he was on a podcast so this comes directly from him where he says he'd be at peace with his career if the Rams and Donald cannot agree to a new contract. Uh, And he says the line that every athlete has ever said since the beginning of time, it ain't about the money. It's about business at the end of the day. Um, So he says, uh, for me, it's about winning. I don't want to play football if I can't win anyway. So if I feel like I have an opportunity to win another Super Bowl, then it makes sense to play. But again, it's still a business. <laughs> so it's not all about winning because yeah, it is about money. It really is about money. Oh, which, for sure. Yeah, life is about money because if you don't have none, it's hard to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Derek, we'll see what happens here. The Rams are, I don't know, they kind of go down a notch or two if Aaron Donald is not there in the middle of that defensive line. They're still a really good team, but that would be uh that'll be tough for them to be playing without that big fella up front so see if there's anything to this but he says he'd be at peace uh if they can't come to it they'll come to an agreement and he'll play I'm that's sure. how this is going to end mm-hmm. 100 days away from nfl kickoff bryce last was it last week the week's kind of running together where we celebrated yeah we did so last thursday was 100 days away from ecu football kicking mm-hmm. off so we'll be down to 93 coming up this uh this thursday and getting excited about it bryce nc state fans are seeing red by the way they were snubbed they did not make the ncaa tournament Mm. saw one person on facebook live earlier today request we do some dramatic readings from pack pride which is their website where all the fans are mad that was uh will that sounds like a good idea for troy when he's back on thursday 
we'll do a uh, a pack pride dramatic reading uh because somebody was angry today and said clearly the ncaa is against us so what we have to do now is just win by 100 every game and he said it starts with ecu and football mm. no mercy no taking knees we need to win by 50 points because that's the only way we're going to get respect mm. so i don't think dave Doran, the head coach is going to go that route hmm. uh, maybe i'm wrong maybe he will uh but state fans are mad bryce they're not gonna have any baseball to watch these next couple weeks for so for them they have moved on to football Jeez. and that'll be the opener for the pirates coming up in oh, yeah. early september mm. which is exciting I, it is I definitely plan to be there but uh was Dave? We did. Was he the um, the head coach whenever I played? Mm. Remember. Whenever yeah, coach it was. it was Tom O'Brien. Because I remember them being upset that you know he called out our you know we do our hook. Yeah, and he talked about breaking it off. Yep, I believe that was him. Let's see how long Dave Dorn. He's been there for a while now. Uh, Dave Doran has been there. Twenty thirteen was his first year. Yes, that was because it was. Um, I guess when we played him there, and I guess he saw the little hook thing. Or yeah. Well, I think a few years after 2016, they got beat him. Anyways, Scotty Montgomery him. beat him in 16. Yeah, I remember them make, him making a comment. Yeah. You know, about... Uh, now, he's won two straight, and he's won them in big fashion, but those... Yeah. Look, they happened, but a yeah. bit of an asterisk on them. Yeah. Mike Houston's first game, and then mm-hmm. previous to that, Scotty Montgomery was fired. And we had uh, David Blackwell as an interim coach yeah. last game of the season. So I guess that would make Dave Doran 2-2 two and two against East Carolina. Mm-hmm. You beat him once. Yep. Coach Moe beat him week two, first, uh, second game ever. That was the high point uh, of uh, yeah. Motown. And then Dave Doran has won the past two meetings against ECU. Betty Feathers, sorry. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get back on the um, – my all-time favorite NC State coach, nineteen thirty-one to thirty-three, Jesus. Clipper Smith, old wow. Clipper. That was good. Clipper, great Holt, great coach. Hunk. There's a Hunk Anderson. Recognize that name? Oh yeah. Lou Holtz, coach he of the was pack, in the 70s. seventy-two to seventy-five. Wow. East Carolina has ended the career of how many state coaches? It's at least two. <laughs> Is it three? Is it Sheridan O'Kane and Amato? I know Amato. I was at that game where. That was his final game as state coach. But, uh, yeah, there's been a, a long Lou history Holtz there. Was a winner there. Mm-hmm. Yep, Lou Holtz. Uh, Lou Holtz. Do you do a Lou Holtz? No, not not good. Okay. I guess he's a... Uh, I know who you do, though. He's well retired out of his thing. Eh? You do a John Gruden? <laughs> that, that's right, man. I tell you what. And Bri- you got Bryce Williams in here, man. <laughs> you talk about some really good tight ends, man. He was one of them here at East Carolina, man. In Greenville, South Carolina, man. <laughs> Eastern North Carolina, the best. Oh, Chucky. He's, he's an Eastern North Carolina legend, man. Oh, We're bringing man. Chucky back into the fold. Wasn't, uh, um, you might have mentioned him, the Steelers coach. I know he went to school there. Did he ever coach there? Mike uh, Tomlin? No, no, no. no. The Wanna Steelers see, coach? Bill Cower? Bill Cower. He was the NC State guy. I don't know if he just played there no i think his connection there was maybe a child well i know he went oh okay he did okay my my apologies you're right i was off on that one yeah he did go there did he but he didn't coach there i was thinking maybe he coached he was all nfl went from the browns to the chiefs to steelers head coach and then of course when he retired and went into tv 
like state fans probably still talk about like we got to get bill cower bill this is the year we get bill cower yeah. coming out of retirement just never happened hall of famer uh, oh, yeah. but he uh yeah he passed the reins over to tomlin how about this bryce the steelers have had two head coaches in, in three head coaches in my lifetime jeez how what year were you born 93 the steelers have had two head coaches in your lifetime Jeez. which is unbelievable for wow. pro sports these days for any sports these days Dang. they are loyal and cower went out on his own terms mike tomlin has never had this is a, another amazing stat he's never had a losing season wow but they have not won a playoff game in the last five years mm-hmm. so at some point, do they fire Tomlin, bring in another guy, or does he go out on his terms, right. just like Bill Cower did? Cower was there from '92 to '06, which and Tomlin's been there '07 to you know '21 into '22, so they've been there similar wow. amount of times there, and that's it for uh, for their coaches. Wow, so they uh, they believe in loyalty. Of course, they've had good teams too. Right, they've had one quarterback for a lot of that run too and that was ben roethlisberger oh, yeah. and they're uh, changing at the guard there mm. in pittsburgh all right um what do you want to do at some point i want to do the uh five second game what uh i was thinking about this should we go kind of crazy and just be a grab bag whoever is in control decides what the question is oh gosh oh my gosh that is tough yeah sure why not let's live life in the fast lane all right so uh, you want me to get it started no breaks yes go okay. right now let's go Shirley, you Shirley, play ready yeah i'll play all right let's go all right chandler all right now you know what we're doing it's uh whoever free for all yeah potpourri uh, yes i know chandler name a world series champion in the last five years nationals all right good job uh bryce name a Eastern, excuse me. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry. Are we doing letters? Was that a? If you want to, I don't want to do letters. No, we're not. Uh, oh, you okay. can though. But you, you can. But all right, Bryce. Name a football team in the NFL in the NFC. <laughs> Three. Short. I don't know. Three, two, what what are you doing? Them? <laughs> Cardinals. Oh God. Bryce. Uh, I don't do Panthers. Good. Even though you don't yeah, want to say you're not an NFC, AFC guy, uh, you should have just named a team. Yeah. All right. Well, Bryce is out, surprisingly, <laughs> in round one here. Um, <laughs> Shoot. Shirley. Uh-huh. Shirley. Name a team in the NCAA tournament. Name, name, a, top, God name a top eight seed in the NCAA tournament. Any one of the top eight teams? Is yes. that what you mean? Yeah. North Carolina? Mm, no. Huh? That's incorrect. Top eight seeds in this NCAA tournament. Oh, you mean, oh, I was thinking basketball. I wasn't thinking baseball. I did not. Well, they were an eight seed, right? I was thinking basketball. All when right. he said NCAA Shirley tournament, Dow. I just, Chandler? that was my first thought. Uh, this is going awful. <sighs> Clip. What? Next time, be specific. What name sport? a baseball shortstop in the major leagues? <laughs> Dansby Swanson. Boom. All right, Jeez. I did it. Chandler, name a Grammy award-winning music artist. Uh, Kanye West. Did he win? 
Or did Taylor Swift win? <laughs> oh, Taylor. hold on, I gotta Google it up. Is he a Grammy winner? I don't know. Did he He's win? Had to have won one. You say that. Where's his list? <laughs> Let's say he did. Where's the awards? Say how many Grammys? Yeah, probably should have just done yeah, that. Yeah, he's huh? but, Beyonce, but, but didn't Beyonce have the greatest album of all time? Was it Beyonce he said when he went up there and yes. interrupted Taylor Swift? Yes, okay. because Beyonce later brought Taylor up on the stage he's when she like, won one. He's got like 30 of them. All right. Oh, uh. oh it's my turn. Clip. <laughs> this is going Name a fast food well. restaurant that starts with the letter H. Hardee's. God, that was the one I was thinking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chandler, name a car company that starts with the letter H. Honda. All right. Um, Clipper, name a NASCAR driver that starts with the letter, first name or last name, with the letter C. That would be Cole Custer. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> He's, I was thinking you were going to go Clint Boyer. He doesn't. He's not a NASCAR driver. He's retired, sir. Sorry. No problem. It happens. Cold custom. Uh, Chandler, name a gold glove winning left fielder. Jeez. This is going so great. Matt folks. Holiday. <laughs> is that true? I don't know. But that's the first left fielder that's been gone from baseball. All right. Let's look it up. Matt Holiday. Did he win a gold glove? If he did, Chandler stays alive. He did not. Oh! They did not win a gold glove. He was a four-time Silver Slugger Award winner. He was a batting champion, an RBI leader. He's in the Cardinals Hall of Fame, NLCS MVP, World Series champion, but no gold glove. Mm. Good game. And ladies and gentlemen, this game has come to a merciful end. All right, let's play again. Let's do it. Shirley, you lead it off. Is this going to be a hodgepodge again? Yes. Oh, son of a... Um... All right, Bryce, you lead it off. Clip. Uh, yes. Name a current current in U.S. Women's National Team member that oh. played soccer for the University of North Carolina. Oh my God. Um, Mia Hamm Jr. <laughs> that was very. That was current. Current. Uh, what? Where's Mia? <laughs> so you're saying there is a Mia Hamm Jr. <laughs> No, there's not a Mia Hamm. All right, Jr. I lost. Thank you. Who's the girl that I like? She didn't go to Carolina. I heard her on a podcast. Anyway, Kelly O'Hara. No, is it Ertz's wife? The tie. Oh no, nah, I like her, but nah. Uh, anyway, I'm out. I'm out. Move on. Okay, Bryce. Uh oh. Name a television show with starting with the letter Y. You. You go, girl. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Please be a show. <laughs> you go, girl. Uh, you go, girl. TV series. Uh-oh. I clicked on it and nothing came up. Full cast and crew. Did you make up this website, Bryce? I tell you what, it's got a trailer, maybe. on YouTube. Now, this looks like a movie. You go, girl. I'm giving Bryce credit because it says TV series 2020. 
Okay. There All we right. Go. That's fair. I'm That's giving it fair. to her. That's there we go. fair. It's on Google. What a it's pull. Real. You go, girl. What an absolute <laughs> pull. Oh, righty. Rose Lavelle is the player I like, Shirley. Ah, yeah. Rose. Rose, I believe, Not because uh, was from Stanford, cool. I believe. Uh, I think she's a Stanford grad. And then um, who's uh, Zach Ertz's wife? Julie Ertz. Yeah. Is she not on the team anymore? No, because she's pregnant. Oh, she can't play soccer. Women. Pregnant. Wow. Women pregnant. It's hard to be. Uh, hard to run around. She is expecting her first child. Uh, Crystal Dunn just gave birth to a, her first child, so she's not on the team either. Mia Ham Jr. coming, coming Mia soon. Mia Hamm. It might be. All right, Bryce, you're up. I'm out. All righty there, Chandler. Okay, name a golf ball <laughs> brand that starts with the letter S. Uh, Strixon. Nice. I was thinking wow. doodle. You got you know. me. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Because you got it right. Can I kind of go the same route there? Sure. Name a golf ball brand that starts with the letter C. Callaway. Okay. Nice. Bryce, you're up. Is Shirley in? Yep. Shirley. Okay. Name a name a restaurant that starts with the letter. In uh, Nino's, nice. Mm. That was good. Uh, clip. I'm out. Oh, oh that's right. Uh, Chandler, give me a title of the song. Okay, starting with the letter A. Um, uh, all in the lights. <laughs> by- all in the lights by. Did he get it? Con- I think Kanye's in that. All in the lights. It's all of the oh, lights. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it is all man. of the lights. It is not in. You sir are out. That's twice. Shirley and Bryce. Uh oh. All right, Bryce. Thinking cap. Okay. Pop it on. There are two current, and I put this in quotation marks. Goats. In the WNBA, name one of the two. Current, are they, are they are largely considered the goats of the WNBA. They're both. They are both current players. Oh gosh. Name one. Oh come on. She bro. got me there. Uh, the only girl I ever remember was the girl from UConn. Well, the, what's her name? They were both from UConn. Yeah. Mm, I don't know their name. I'm gonna go with the. I don't know her name. Uh, her name was. Casey, uh, I don't know. So can I clip, can I guess? Clip, you I would can say guess. Diana Taurasi's got to be the one. Yes. And is Sue Bird active? That is correct. All right. Both so of them are active. Are Sue Bird. Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird. How are they been in for a while? Sue Bird's been yes. forever. Uh, one of them's close to forty years old, right? Sue Bird. Uh, Diana is over forty, and I believe Sue just turned forty. Don't I thought what, Bird was older than. No, Tarassi. Diana's older than. So, uh, correction, you're right. It's yeah. backwards. Bird I'm sorry. Is Sue is Sue is older She's than Diana. older than me. Wow. Diana, I believe, is like Diana. 38 or 39. But they that are both girl. active. Cl- they so are both active players. Yeah, I could see her face, but I did not. I couldn't. Shirley, you're the champion. 
Good job hitting, hitting us with women's sports. Hey, to be the, uh, that's hey our, if you were going to give it a free-for-all, I was going to give you something uh, you couldn't uh, answer. Well, of course, there you go. Chandler's, you know, we're she all sexist me. around here, so like Dang Chandler. Chandler. So, hey. yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors and get ready to wrap up a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service uh, their number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oaks wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, getting ready to wrap up a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. It was a 496-foot home run by Jesus Sanchez. Wow! Of the Marlins, that's they hit the sweet spot. That's uh, people that sit that high up were not expecting a souvenir, but they got one that night. Did you get any balls hit your way, Bryce? Man, they were close, uh, but not not close enough. Do you think you you? And it's easy to say yes, but <sighs> you're in the heat of the moment. Could you catch a homer or a foul ball with your bare hands? <sighs> See, I know I, you could, I, I, but could you in the moment? As the, I would rather be coming like this way because I would hate to try and do it this way, just in case I missed it. Right, in face. I gotta I get could, to the side. Yeah, I think I could kind of catch one. I don't know if I'd one hander or <laughs> two hand. Probably one. I mean, I think I could. Yeah, but they're going kind of fast. They are now. The foul balls uh, coming down a little lighter, but if you're back there behind the fence where you were, right? Yeah. You, those home runs are shooting out there at a pretty good pace. Uh, and, and easy for me to say in the AC of a press box at Clark LeClaire, but I am disappointed in East Carolina fans catching foul balls this year. Oh, they've been dropping a lot, a lot. of booms on the bleachers. Wow, they didn't even get hit, hit in the jugs machine. You know? Fans, this week it's going to be packed, so there's not going to be a lot of areas for the ball to hit. You yeah. got, let's catch that ball. Yeah, let's get the practice nine. in. I know. Go in the backyard tonight. Start throwing it up. Mm-hmm. Catching it. Let's save go. somebody's noggin. Bryce, uh, I, I wish it was like Savannah Bananas games. It counts as an out. That's right. At those games, if a fan catches it, the batter's out. That's hilarious. <laughs> those are great. <laughs> uh, Bryce, you were occupied this weekend. Have you had an opportunity since we talked to you last Tuesday to uh, to get out in the water? Oh, man. Yeah, it was, um, thank goodness. Um, I went Monday. You know, I got in Sunday night, probably like 11. But I said, man, I got, I'm, I'm taking my butt. And I had to work. I couldn't go to the beach. There's no point in driving to the beach. So I said, I was on my boat. I went fishing. I didn't catch anything. But um, I was on the boat from 9 o'clock in Campbell's Creek, Campbell's Creek area um, till about 12, uh, about 1 something. Made the run back. And then I, my buddy was out at Witcher's Beach. And I put in a Bloods Creek and had about 50 minute boat ride there so i mean i I was running about it she she wanted to be ran it's been about a month and uh she got it 
She did. She got to run. Good to it hear. Good. It was good. My boat run good. That's uh, yeah. That helps a boat stay healthy, right? Oh, for sure. You gotta, gotta keep run. You know, it's funny. So, the last boat I had, I wasn't able to tell my like my miles per gallon. And um, by the way, boats, boats and cars have totally different miles per gallon. You know, it's what's not, the boat average? It or depends. What? So when you're talking, say Jay, my father-in-law's boat, his big center console gets about 0.9 Ooh. miles to the gallon. Um, but he's got like a 500 gallon tank, so mm. it kind of but it, give or take. It's it, when you're. It's fun when they say, "Man, I'm getting like 1.1, 1. 1, 1. 1.2." I'm like, I, you know, they're like, "Oh, that's great." You're getting something. Um, mine mm. on the other. Mine is about now that I can finally track it. My old bike, old, but I couldn't. Um, I was getting like 3.5. That's about 70 gallon tank, so mm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and I, with the upgrade of the motor, maybe I was getting that on my old boat, but maybe not. But uh, yeah, so I was excited to do that, like I said, because I got to run it far enough to uh, really see. So, well, um, it's certainly boating temps. So hopefully you is. can get out there and uh, get in it. Oh, for sure. All I right, played on it. Bryce, thanks for joining us, man. Thank y'all Enjoyed for having it. me. Welcome back to uh, the East. Oh, yeah. The Eastern good. Standard Time Zone. Feels good. And we'll talk to you next week. Big Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live on tap. We'll talk to former Pirate lefty Jake Agnos, Eric Ward, Scooter, Patrick Mason, Jeff Charles. We'll talk all things ECU baseball coming up Wednesday right here on Pirate Radio Live as we get you ready for the 2022 Greenville Regional for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, the crew here at Pirate Radio I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.